Yo, is this thing on? Yo, what the hell is up, y'all? Episode 11, Thanksgiving special. Thanksgiving! Ding, ding, ding! Woo, woo, woo. Not as good as Christmas, but still a lovely oh, holiday. Underrated holiday, though. Underrated. Time to give thanks. Celebrate with your family. Eat yeah. a lot of food. Eat a shit ton of food. Go Black Friday shopping. Get the uh, turkey bowl. Get, Football get game that, in. Get you that PS5. Woo, woo. Not before I get mine, though. <laughs> but anyways, thank you all for listening to episode 10 and episode 9 last week. Uh, got some good listens there, some good plays, some feedback. Uh, we're happy to come back with episode 11. We're doing a special, a two-hour, maybe even longer It might be. It's going to be longer. We got, we're, we're bringing out all the stops. I filled uh, up the big-ass whiteboard. I had to go to the moderate-sized whiteboard. Ran out of room on that. <laughs> started looking for extra space. We're going to talk about a lot today. We're just giving out the, a lot of random shit. The two to two and a half hour special here. We got college. We're going to talk NFL, uh, parlays, picks, records. We're throwing in rankings for both. We got rankings for Thanksgiving foods yeah, that we, you know like. we love our rankings. We might, we might even parlay the dishes. Yeah, we're going to parlay these dishes, see what I can hit for uh, rent money here coming up. <laughs> yeah, we got, we're even ranking our top 10. Personal favorite uh, offensive positions, as in quarterback, running back, wide receiver, yep. tight end, everything. Anything you can think of. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this episode tonight. We're just going to you know, speak our mind, talk some football, talk Thanksgiving, talk you know, everything. So It'd be an all-nighter, but we both have work. True. <laughs> but, I mean, with uh, without further ado, we got a lot of big headlines. To start with, a lot to talk about, so I think we should probably just like hop in. Yeah, probably let's get started here. Alright, before we get started with anything to do with sports here, hey Sam, have you ever heard of putting lettuce on an enchilada? Neither had I. I. That kind of surprised me, that answer. Today, uh, I was having lunch, and my boss gave me an enchilada that he had, and he asked if I wanted any lettuce, and I was like, what the fuck? And it fucking smacks, dude. I guess it's I, so good. I don't eat enchiladas often, so my, input, my just, input of lettuce on enchiladas, I mean, I... It's always it just been strikes a... strikes me probably as like a taco. Yeah, it's so, like I mean, a meat and fine. cheese burrito, and then you throw lettuce, sour cream, taco sauce. Oh, shit. It is good. <laughs> okay, well, now that we uh, cleared up our enchilada takes, uh, I want to start off with Indiana. Talk about Indiana. Just some big games from last week and kind of our reactions from that before we get off and rolling. Indiana really impressed me last week. Uh, they forced three interceptions from Fields, which is absolutely yeah. unheard of from him. I think he he only had three interceptions last year as a whole. Sam, so to uh, uh, force three there. Sam famously said to me when Nebraska was playing them, uh, when I said, we need to pick six, he said he doesn't throw interceptions. Yeah, he, he just doesn't. And uh, he the Indiana defense showed up. I don't want to say it showed up like exactly because, I mean, Ohio State still put up 40, but they kept them in the game when it mattered. Indiana only losing by seven. I took them plus twenty and a half. When it it was tw- like twenty one or twenty eight to seven, it was looking bleak, and they just kept they, coming back. And they just showed resiliency. They went down big to a big team, 
yeah. came back, made it a close game, made it a good game. I that mean, that's the, something that Nebraska couldn't do against Ohio State. So Indiana really impressed me, and I think they're going to be getting some recruits here. That was the biggest Probably thing. Probably within the next few years, just based on the fact that they're turning it around and they showed up in a big game like that. Yeah, biggest thing for me was they hadn't played anybody, and then like I didn't trust them. And then when they went down big to Ohio State, that's where you know that's where you can tell uh, if a team is for real or not because like a, a bad team would just like lay down and die there, but Indiana came back and they made it close. They had a chance to tie it there at the end. So kudos to Indiana. Yeah, uh, I'm happy they didn't really fall much in the rankings. That's well deserved. Um, but talking about a drastic rankings change and an upset, Northwestern absolutely just fucking manhandled Wisconsin. Yes, seventeen to seven doesn't sound impressive, but I mean that was an ugly game. Wisconsin put Hunts. up that long touchdown right away, and it looked like they might drop forty again. And Northwestern just outmanned them the entire game. So many punts, it was ugly to watch. Bunch of Reese Davises out there. They really got the job done. They impressed the absolute hell out of me. Now, I'll save what I have to say up until like another headline point, but it's an overreaction, I think, by college football and the committee. But okay, I mean Northwestern, they just outplayed Wisconsin. So, I mean the 17-7 doesn't really shock me. Uh, it was on my like upset watch. I didn't take it myself because I thought Wisconsin would win, but Northwestern really actually impressed me as well. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they looked pretty much exactly like uh, Northwestern football looks, just like a better version of it. Like they were able to execute a little bit better, and it just looked the way they win is they throw off your momentum and they interrupt everything, and that's what they did. It was an ugly win, but they won regardless, which is huge for them. Yeah, Mertz didn't play well. Not to like take that away from Northwestern. That defense might uh, be better than we think. But Mertz just didn't play well. Uh, moving to my favorite team, Cincy. They didn't cover, but they won in a crazy-ass game. <laughs> and I'm so fucking, high on them. Got a fucking score there. <laughs> uh, I th- Yeah, I think they almost let analytics get to them by coming up short and all their shit almost fumbled. For a pick six or a fumble six, so since the next time, fucking score and cover, please. But yeah. as far as I mean, they showed up at UCF and beat UCF, and that's tough to do. I'm impressed with them. I think they're getting some love in the rankings at seven. Or I guess I can. I should also say that. But I'm high on Cincy still. I'm really happy that they came out victorious. I wish they would have covered, but you know it is what it is. Close Can't game. cover them all. Close game, exciting to watch. You definitely have to fucking score there. Uh, when you start laying up and shit, that's when people get hurt. And you know you gotta you gotta score when you get the chance there, especially when you can make it. I mean, what I, I see what they're trying to do, but you can't. Would have been that. a ten point game with like yeah thirty seconds left. But well, you know they won. They came out victorious. So kudos to them, I guess. How about Penn State? I said on here last week that they I don't see them going 0-5. And, and they just got fucking bodied by Iowa. Yeah, they did. What did they end up losing by? Uh, 17, lot. I think. 41-24, I believe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they uh, look like shit. Clifford looks like ass. The defense isn't the same. I mean, I don't want to blame COVID, but goddamn. I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be their best players are sitting out and their running back had to retire, all that. But them to be 0-5 after being, like, preseason top 10 is embarrassing. Yeah. That it, just a complete letdown. Even Nebraska beat them. Yeah. Fuck. How bad are they? <laughs> Notice how we're not talking about Nebraska, Illinois. Because I don't want to. What? Yeah, yeah. Did they? I don't. We didn't have a game. Yeah, I don't think we played last week. We had a bye week or something. Yeah. And then lastly, Oklahoma impressed me Saturday night. I watched the entire game. Uh, One fairly big. What was huge to me was their defense really showed up. Granted, uh, Oklahoma State's quarterback got hurt early and then came back real late when it really didn't matter. But they still showed up. They played aggressive. Uh, They were getting after the quarterback the entire game. Chuba Hubbard was also kind of banged up, so he didn't play a lot. So they really stopped the run game. And, I mean, they had a true freshman quarterback going up against them once uh, Sanders got hurt, and they just dominated the entire game. If Oklahoma can keep up that defense, I'm not going to say this year because, I mean, they lost two games and Rattler started slow. But if they can keep up this defense and keep recruiting defense, look out for Oklahoma to make the playoff next year. They could yeah. recruit well. Rattler, I think, is the real deal. He just kind of had to get his ego out of the way, and he's young. And he's a freshman, right? Yeah, redshirt freshman, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be there at least another year, if not two. So look out for Oklahoma to potentially make, come back and make the playoff next year. I'm not going to say they're going to win it because, like, Alabama always has all, the, has all the dogs. But every time they make the playoff, their defense gets exposed. Yeah. Like when Georgia <laughs> came like, back on them when they had yeah, Baker. and Every time. And then uh, we have our reactions to the college football playoff rankings that literally dropped as we were doing our homework. Yeah, we were doing research here, and we get notifications that. <laughs> <laughs> so that the uh, live rankings dropped. We have a couple reactions to that. I'm fine with the top two. <laughs> I'll say roughly the top ten. I don't think Georgia should be top ten. Personally, I do. I do not think Georgia should be top ten. Uh, I'm okay with the the top ten, but like the order. Um, a couple. I mean, there's a couple flip flops. I think there should be. I personally would have Florida at four and Clemson at five, but but Cle- they have Cle- Florida at six. But that's just personal preference. Uh, how about Northwestern at eight? I think that's a complete overreaction. Uh, they really haven't played anybody except for Wisconsin, and it was seventeen to seven. And Wisconsin played terrible. Yeah, I think that's a compl- I think that's more of an overreaction than having Indiana at ten, especially after Indiana just put up that fight against. Uh, Gotta get my rankings back up here against Ohio State. So I think having Northwestern at eight, I think that's an overreaction. I also think BYU at fourteen is yeah. an overreaction. I was gonna say they. I know they haven't played that good of teams but they're beating up on every team they also beat Boise State by 34 so I think them at 14 is kind of a, a, a shame I would have put them ahead of a few teams that are ahead of them I still again don't think Georgia should be top 10 but I don't either uh, I'd put Indiana over Georgia right now and Indiana's at 12 really according to them would you put BYU over Northwestern yes yeah I yeah. would too I would too I mean, I don't think it's out of reach to have Northwestern top 10, but have them at 8 and have BYU so low 
didn't really make sense to me. As well as Oregon really didn't get love, but they've only played a couple games. But Yeah, Oregon's uh, still early in their season. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of segues into our top ten. I'll shoot the shit a little bit as Bobby eats some of his enchilada with the lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know us. We can't just stop at when we say we're going to stop. So we have our top ten, but I have 13 teams written down, and it's uh, kind of just uh, honorable mentions and everything. You know, I'm actually going to fuck around and do 14 because I, a team I want to talk about. 14, I would have OU. Okay. Um, I think they slipped up a little bit early in the year. Spencer Rattler is finding himself, but they really showed up against Oklahoma State. They could end up a two-loss team, and I don't think they're going to have a chance to win the Big 12 unless they, a few teams beat up on each other or and they maybe tie and get a chance. But I don't think they'll make the playoff with two losses, but... I think they deserve to talk about. They'll end the year in the top ten, I'd say. So I'm high on Oklahoma going into next year. I got Miami. Still being my, I've been a Miami fanboy all year, so I'm keeping them there. I think Georgia around 12 is fair. I don't like them at 8 or 9, like the playoff has. And then I kept Indiana at 11. I didn't see a reason to drop them. Uh, they easily could have won that game. And I... I just thought they did enough to keep them at 11. I was kind of proud of Indiana, honestly, as a Big Ten guy. Yeah. What do you got for honorable mentions? As my honorable mentions, um, gosh, what are we doing here? <laughs> I was eating my enchilada here. Am I doing uh, up to 10? Mentions. Up to 10, though? Or up to... No, uh, I just did, oh, yeah, I just did 14 to 11. Okay, uh, 14 to 11, I've got... We'll say Indiana uh, and uh, uh, Miami are in my 11 and 12 range. I'm going to save. I had three there at 9 or 10, 11, 12, but I'm going to save. I made my decision, so I have my number 10. <laughs> well, then at, at 10, I have Oregon. They snuck out the, with a kind of weak win against UCLA last week. That was weak. Yeah, that was a little concerning, but I mean, it's also early in the year. Pac-12 teams are probably going to beat up on each other, but if they go undefeated, I'm sticking to they'll make the playoff. I like Oregon. I like their uh, their young. Their defense is fast and fun to watch. They got the best tackle in all of college. I, they have probably the best safety too. So I lean. I'm leaning towards Oregon when I when I think around ten. I also have Oregon at ten. The close win uh, doesn't hurt them at all, I don't think. I think that the fact that they pulled it out is still early in their season. They're kind of like working out some early season problems they might have. They pulled out the win. They deserve no uh, fall here, I think. Uh, at nine, I'm putting Northwestern there. Uh, eight. I know they were like 18 last week, but... They're beating the teams they need to beat, and then they beat, they manhandled Wisconsin. I know it was only by 10, and if that was Ohio State, Ohio State probably won by 30 there, but just, they deserve it. They're undefeated, and they just came off one a huge win. I don't think they're going to make the playoff, personally. I mean, they have weirdly good odds to make the playoff right now, but I just don't see a scenario of Northwestern doing that, especially because they're not going to win the Big Ten with Ohio State there, but... I'll give him the hype for now and put him at nine. Okay. I also have Northwestern at number nine. Our rankings are staying pretty similar here early on. 
I think they're going to change later. But Northwestern looks like a scrappy team. Uh, they're fun and not fun to watch at the same time in that there's a lot of punts, but it's fun to watch them fuck with people and uh, just interrupt everything. They, um, I do not think they will make the playoff, but they could make some noise later in the season here. And then, as Sam is making his dinner, I'm going to move on to my... Uh, oh, no. I had to start the oven for some chicken patties. Uh, number eight. Um, I think my my top eight stayed the same. I think it did. I got BYU mine, still. I think mine did. I got Cincy. I mean, yeah, I think we were kind of different on that. And then seven, A&M. Uh, the... Uh, Committee has them at five, which I have. I don't really have a problem with. They beat Florida, so I mean I could see why they're ahead of Florida. And yeah. Who do you who That's do you have at tough. seven? At seven, I have BYU. Um, they don't. They need to beat somebody to jump in, I think, or prove a little bit more through beating the shit out of uh, other teams. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I have them at seven. And that's where I have A&M. I have then my favorite team right now, Cincy at six. They're fun to watch. They keep winning games. They put up a lot of points. Uh, their offense is just amazing and clicks on like all cylinders. I hope they go undefeated and get a chance to make the playoff. I really do. That would be a cool thing to see. Um, but but I think they're going to get fucked over by Power Yeah, five. they most likely will, I think, just like all the other uh, uh, non-Power 5. Um I'm going to go with Texas A&M as my number six. I don't quite uh, think they, even like Sam said, it's weird. They beat Florida, but it looks, Florida looks like they make, they've made improvements and they look pretty fucking good right now. Um, and I'm really high on Florida, but I still don't think they'll beat Bama. After they I mean. fucked me in the Georgia game, I'm bully on the Florida train now. <laughs> and then I'm going to go quickly through my top five because nothing really changed. I got Clemson at five still. Um, until someone in the top five loses, I don't think this is going to change. Florida at four. I say that as I flip-flop. I believe I had Ohio State at two last week. I'm going to double-check. Double-check. I did. But I'm going Ohio State at three, Notre Dame at two. Uh, barely sneaking out against Indiana. The playoff has them at four, so I got Ohio State at three, Notre Dame at two. They have a big test this week with North Carolina, and then Bama at one. Okay. Um, I stayed the same with mine as well. I have Florida at five, Clemson at four. Those two, that was a pretty tough decision for me to make, uh, but ultimately it came down to Clemson has a little bit more experience. I think that they would win in that matchup. It would be close, though. And then three, I have Notre Dame. Uh Two, Ohio State, and one, Bama. Pretty simple top five there. I mean, yeah, it's all going to come down to everyone kind of plays each other. Notre Dame's going to get tested again. You're not going to see too many changes in the top five unless somebody loses at this point. So, Well, shit, we got a lot of games to talk about. We have a lot. We're already at the 20-minute mark. I'm liking the pace we're at. Yeah. Uh, so we do have a lot of games to talk about, starting with uh, some games on Friday, Black Friday. So be aware of getting these games in uh, before they start. Yep. Uh, we got four to talk about for Friday. 
You got some uh, NFL games on Thursday yes, too. Yes, we so do. You might we wanna, will get there. You might want to well. make your casino trip on Wednesday night. You might have to. Uh, that starts with Iowa State and Texas. Texas is favored by a point and a half. Iowa State coming off a 45-point win and shutout against Kansas State last week. That was very impressive. Did that, not yes, see that was. coming. I did not see it coming either. Uh, and that leads me to take Iowa State to win that outright. Really? Against okay. Texas, yeah. I, uh, um, at being the asshole I am, I'm not buying Iowa State yet. I'm taking Texas here. I think they pull out this uh, win against a... I'm not going to say inferior team because Texas isn't that uh, good this year. They Well, I mean, they were supposed to be good, but they've lost, what, two games? Um, same amount of games they've lost. I'm taking Texas here. I'm taking Iowa State. Iowa State only lost by three to Oklahoma State, won by 45 against Kansas State. So I think they'll be kind of like in the middle of that. I think Iowa State wins kind of a close game. I'll say like 38-34. No, they're not going to score, score that many points. Actually, they might. 38-34 Iowa State. We got Nebraska and Iowa. Iowa's favored by 13. They always play on Black Friday. Nebraska coming off a uh, two-week break here. Yeah, they had that win, bye last week. Yeah, I don't want they, win to uh, win against Penn State. Yeah, Looked yeah. pretty good. I don't recall them playing last weekend, so, I mean, more time to uh, work on Iowa. Yeah. And that, I'm just going to be real. They're not going to beat Iowa, but I think they're going to cover. I've got uh, Nebraska. I don't even know what the line is. I got them covering. It's 13. 13. I got them covering plus 13, and I'm going to say Nebraska money line as well. I mean, I'm trying not to be that fan that just picks them. I I am that fan who just picks them. (laughs) (sighs) It's so hard because, like, I don't think Iowa's as good as they used to be. They cracked the top 25 with with the playoff rankings. You see the... The uh, tweet earlier about the the Iowa kicker who, like, whatever he did, he, like, blew kisses to the Nebraska sideline after he hit the game winner last year. Hmm. That pissed me off last year, and when I saw the picture, I got all heated again. <laughs> I just think Nebraska's worried about the wrong things right now, so I'm taking Nebraska to cover but not win. I'm just trying to be real. Okay. Probably one of of the... Some of us are allowed to be delusional, and it's... uh... Okay. (laughs) It's you. Yeah. Uh, We got probably probably the biggest game of the week, honestly. Notre Dame and North Carolina. North Carolina's four-and-a-half-point dogs. It's in North Carolina. Notre Dame's missing two starting offensive linemen. Just making that, putting that out there. Notre Dame coming off a bye as well. Uh, Fuck, I'm going to let you pick first. I I know I'm picking North Carolina to cover. Same. I'm taking North Carolina to cover. But I might take money line. I'm just going to say North Carolina plus four and a half. Plus. Ah, uh, shit. If they win, they win, but at least they'd be covering. <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm going to say. I'm not going to back it up with money line. Yeah, I got North Carolina covering, but not winning. I'm not going to predict the winner on that one. I mean, that could go either way. But I like to make those ballsy picks, and I'm usually wrong. But <laughs> And then we got another Friday game to talk about. Also, if, North, or if Notre Dame loses this, they're not making the playoff. Correct. 100%. 100%. Correct. So, I mean, that's big for Notre Dame. That kind of gives UNC that upset 
drive, you know, so that could be fun to watch for them. Yeah. We got Oregon at Oregon State. Oregon's favored by 13 and a half, coming off they barely, uh, they barely beat UCLA, and it's because UCLA kind of fucked up on that last drive, but something tells me to keep taking Oregon, so I think they're going to, I think they'll win by a couple touchdowns. Oregon State hasn't been that good at football in a minute, so I'm going to keep taking Oregon. I've got Oregon as well. Sorry, more loss. I'm going to say they um, uh, win and cover easily. Okay, simple enough. Uh, now we're hopping on to Saturday games. Now we have Kentucky and Florida. Florida's favored by 23.5. And, and I'm going to take Florida there. I'm just going to keep riding with them. They didn't cover the Big 31 last week. They only won by 21, but... Kyle Trask keeps balling out. I think Kyle Pitts is finally back. So, and Kentucky's just bad. Lost sixty-three to three last week against Bama. So I am uh, hammering that Florida minus twenty-three and a half there. I'm also hammering that. Uh, it's going to be a blowout. I, I, I expect that as well. So go uh, go Gators. You know, kind of yeah. high on them right now. Yeah. I want them to. I really kind of want them to make the playoffs. No, I'm not going to do that. But we got. Uh, Big Ten football, baby. Maryland and Indiana. Maryland coming off a couple weeks of weird COVID shit. Indiana coming off the emotional loss. Favored by 11 and a half. Um, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm taking Maryland plus 11 and a half. I think uh, coming off the emotional loss, I think it's kind of going to be back and forth. Ultimately, I think Indiana wins, but I think uh, Maryland covers. Yeah, I'm going to say Maryland covers as well. Uh, Indiana's going to win by like... Eight, I'm gonna say. Bish, you stay copying. <laughs> we got NC State and Syracuse. Uh, NC State favored by 14 and a half, coming off that one point win against Liberty. Howie, yes. that's what you fucking get for betting against Cincinnati. NC State didn't cover, but uh, <laughs> I think NC State covers here. Syracuse is ass. Yeah, uh, I didn't even look at this game. <laughs> I only um, I only mentioned it because. They're borderline top twenty-five. And yeah, continues to bet them. So, um, I'll go with NC State as well. Just off the uh, off the rip here. I need a little more research time on that kind of game. <laughs> yeah, the Ohio State, Illinois, Illinois coming off a of bye week, right? Yeah, something like that. Ohio State coming off that uh, win against Indiana. There, Ohio State's favored by twenty-eight and a half. I'm taking it. Uh, yeah, Ohio State's gonna fucking roll. Illinois scored what a high of twenty three points all season. Yeah. In a game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Illinois. <laughs> uh, Ohio State's gonna fucking roll in this game. I think so too. I don't think Illinois puts up over fourteen. Yeah, I'd agree. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. All right, we got the battle of some ass Big Ten teams: Penn State and Michigan. Michigan favored by two and a half. I don't know what to think about this. I'm taking Michigan only because they had a new quarterback play last week and he played fairly well. And Penn State continues to be ass. Clifford just looks terrible. And Michigan's kind of fast on defense. Their corners are ass, which is scary. But if I had to take someone, I think Michigan. To me, like two and a half is close to a pick because it's within a field goal. And I'm just picking Michigan to win the game. So I'm going to take Michigan there. Um... Yeah, no, I'm. you know what, fuck it, I'm going with Penn State here. Something tells me Penn State gets their first uh, win this week. Uh, I'm going to say Penn State wins outright. Really? Yes. 
got a Penn State backer after I backed them last week and they didn't do shit. Yep. Well, you backed them in the wrong week. That's fair. Okay, I'm going to leave you with Texas Tech and Oklahoma State while I go make my chicken patties. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma State's favored by 11.5. Thoughts? Um, I've got Oklahoma State covering. They're going to get back on track after uh, losing big to Oklahoma. Uh, Texas Tech is not that great, even though it's a, a kind of a rivalry. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it a. But uh, I'm going with Oklahoma State covering here. Sam. Um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say Chuba Hubbard has a big game. Uh, runs all over Texas Tech's all all the way down their throat. Fucking uh, man, I ain't got I ain't got shit else to say. I'm <laughs> back, bitches. Okay. You want me to just delete the pause there? This shit's all over the place. Sorry, guys, but I mean, this is almost basically like a live stream. We're just kind of okay. doing what we can, you know. Uh, Oklahoma State, I think they win big as well. Texas Tech has been asked this year. Uh, besides that, almost Texas win. I think Oklahoma State bounces back with, I think, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, if he's healthy, runs all over him. Uh, Spencer Sanders, if he can, uh, if he ends up playing, I think they're just going to drop away too many points for Texas Tech to keep up there. We got Auburn and Bama. Bama favored by 24.5. That seems crazy. Uh, stepping back a little bit, take the over in that game. The Texas Tech Oklahoma State. Yes. What is it? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Take it though. <laughs> you can't say that without knowing it. I do all the time. Uh, <laughs> As we're, he's gonna look up it's the 55 on ESPN. 55. I don't know about Ameristar, but we'll go with 55. I would take that because I think Oklahoma State's gonna drop 40. I'm gonna say yeah. I would take that. But anyway, okay, back to Auburn, one. Bama. Uh, Bama favored by 24 and a half. That seems like a lot. It does. Off, uh, yes. For that reason, I'm going to take Auburn with the points, but Bama's going to probably win by like 17 to 20. I am going to take Auburn just because Auburn uh, beats Alabama like more often than a lot of other teams. Uh, in the past 10 years, I would guess that outside of the playoffs, Alabama has lost to Auburn more than any other team. I don't have it off the top of my head. But it uh, seems like that's always a close game. What is it, the Iron Bowl? Mm-hmm. Um, back to the fucking 103-yard touchdown return. Uh, By uh, Chris Davis? Yeah, to win it. Uh, I'm saying Auburn here keeps it close. Like, I might even say within a uh, touchdown. Ooh-ho. It you just know, we'll depends. Say, I'll say it, ten points. It depends. Myself. It depends with what Bo Nix shows up, and Alabama's obviously Alabama. amazing. So That's I mean, a, if, he has to show up. He like lives for Auburn football. If he doesn't show up, it's going to be like a forty-point blowout. I'm I'm thinking he shows up and they're competitive at least a little bit, and they cover there. I mean, I still think Bama wins easily though. I'm saying it's. Uh, I'll say within ten. Okay. Uh, Northwestern, newly ranked number eight, favored by twelve and a half at Michigan State. Um, I'm gonna say Michigan State there covers. Northwestern wins, and they win like fairly easily. But I just don't see Northwestern blowing anyone out. I'm and, gonna disagree. Okay. Only because I don't think Michigan State's gonna score a lot of points. What are you thinking? Like I'm thinking 17-0? ten to fourteen <laughs> points max for Michigan State. 
Northwestern showed they can put up 30, at least 30. And um, Wisconsin's just good defensively. Michigan State's hot garbage. So I'm taking, uh, I think Northwestern puts up enough points to cover that 12 and a half there. Because I don't think, I don't expect Michigan to, Michigan State to score over 20. So okay. I mean, that's kind of my reasoning there. You got Pitt and Clemson. I'm going to let you talk because for some reason you're so hyped about talking okay. about this game. Clemson's favored by 24 and a half, by the way. 24 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, Pitt always plays Clemson close. I'm saying Pitt here. I'm a hammer in that. Pitt, uh, Clemson wins. They should win. But uh, Pitt keeps that close, I think. It's going to be a, a scary game for Clemson fans. I disagree. I think Clemson drops a dick ton of points. First of all, Trevor Lawrence is back. Yeah. Second of all, Florida State pussied out of the game last weekend. And Dabo Sweeney's out here uh, taking yeah, shots, saying he's not worried about what's going on in Tallahassee because they've had three coaches in four years and all this shit. I why absolutely Pitt, love it. Why does Pitt take the brunt of that, though? <laughs> because they happen to play Clemson this week. Uh, I think Clemson rolls. Okay. I'm we'll thinking see about like that, I, they could easily. I, hot take, sixty-three seventeen. Shit, I think Clemson rolls. Okay, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got just because uh, these teams are interesting. Louisville and Boston College. Boston College. Why favorite. are you throwing these games at me? <laughs> we got two hours to talk, baby. Uh, Boston College favored by a point and a half. Uh, Louisville coming off a 30-0 to win against Syracuse last week. Boston College. Uh, I like what their offense does. They'd like to take deep shots with their transferred quarterback this year. They were uh, obviously played uh, Clemson extremely close. Probably should have won that game, to be honest. But I'm going to take Boston College. That's kind of what it's basically a pick So I think Boston College comes out uh, victoriously. I'm kind of... Kind of high on uh, Louisville after the big win last week, but then again, it was Syracuse. I'm going to BC here. Uh, they've played, they played Clemson close. I think they can pull this out here. And they obvi- they didn't look that terrible against Notre Dame as well. So I think BC comes out victorious. Uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Ole Miss favored by nine and a half. Mississippi State played uh, Georgia fairly close to a touchdown last week. That's why I still don't get how Georgia's top ten because they have two blowout losses and that's barely beat Mississippi State. It's because the name brand. It has to be. Uh, What are you going with? I'm going Mississippi State. I am too. Nine and a half. Uh, I am too. I don't trust Ole Miss. Their offense um, has the potential to be, like, fucking lights out. And uh, I just see this being a shootout. I agree. It's, I think it's going to be a one-possession game. Um, again, over-under on that on ESPN is 67 and a half. <laughs> I don't know if I would take that. I'm I don't, di- that's I'm a di- lot of points. I'm indifferent on that. That's a lot of points. But if it's, like, 40, 48, 49-42... Like what we're fucking talking about here, True. that covers easily. True. We'll see. Stay tuned for that pick. We're also going to be tweeting, since it's Tuesday right now as we're recording, we're going to tweet out picks on Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Four days of tweeting out picks. 
Yes. Um, so s- stay tuned for some over-unders. We generally don't talk about our over-unders on here just because they fluctuate and like injuries and such, but we tweet out over and unders for sure. So stay tuned to our Twitter at spread all for our tweets of over and unders, as well as our picks for that day, how we kind of feel about it. Uh, that's where we put up our poll for if you guys were interested in the two plus hour special and we got overwhelmingly. Yes. So this is what we're doing. Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so we got four more games before we kind of sh- shoot some more shit. Kansas State and Baylor. Get into Thanksgiving next, huh? Uh, Kansas State got obliterated, and Baylor's favored by five and a half. Something tells me Kansas State wins this game, so I'm gonna take Kansas State's points. Really? Yeah. I. Fuck. I was gonna take Baylor. I kind of like that. Now I'm going with my gut here. Baylor covers. Uh, K State just got fucking embarrassed by Iowa State. I don't see it getting better. This is a game I, w- I really want to watch. LSU and Texas A&M. Yes. A&M favored by 14 and a half. <sighs> Ooh. This would be a good win for A&M, even though LSU's on, uh, down this year. This would be another kind of like solidifying win that not they're a, more for real than, not like than a people think. Statement it's win. not a statement win, but it's an important like, win. Yeah. For that, I'm going to say LSU covers, but A&M wins. I think it's going to be kind of closer than people expect. LSU needs a bounce back win, but I don't think I think they're going to come slightly short. A&M wins, but LSU. I'm covers. on the opposite end here. I'm saying A&M uh, is on a mission to prove that they belong in the playoff. They're going to try to blow out uh, LSU, and the defense still it doesn't look that great in uh, at LSU. So I'm saying A&M wins by quite a bit. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch. I can't wait to watch that. Remember that game? That was like fun game. 82 to 81 a couple years yes, ago. Yes, that was so exciting. I needed. I needed whoever like lost 17. that game covered. Uh, LSU. And I needed lost. that. Yeah, LSU I bet, lost. I bet on LSU's points. It was like three and a half. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and I they won. They lost by like three or two, and they covered. And that, that was, was so insane. High. Like seven overtimes. Obviously, that overhit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it went into overtime, like missing the over yeah, by like 12 points or something. Yeah, and being like 80 to 82 or 80 to 81 or some crazy shit. I think it was, like, it was in the or 70s, like 80, I think. I thought it was in the 80s. We'll have to look that up. I'm going to pull that up right now as uh, we move to Georgia and Give South Carolina. Game. Georgia's favored by 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Um, I want to say Georgia covers that. Um just because South Carolina isn't uh, that good of a team, but I just don't know if Georgia can uh, score enough points to cover. Um, actually, I am going to say Georgia. They cover. Uh, they don't score a ton of points, but I think that defense shuts down uh, South Carolina. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like 31 Oh, was, yeah, you're right. Texas A&M, or... 73 to 72? Texas A&M won 74 to 72. Oh, close. And obviously the over hit. LSU covered, or whoever... Uh, one team probably hit the over. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Georgia uh, winning that. Um, I didn't finish my prediction. I'm going to say um, 31 to 6. Maybe 31 Damn. to 9. Damn. Um... What was the line on that? 20 and a half? 20 and a half. Okay, just making sure I didn't contradict myself. I think Georgia 
wins by at least three touchdowns. I'm down on them this year. Uh, they still got one of the best defenses in the nation. So uh, JT Daniels played quarterback last week. I think he's kind of knocking off some rust. So that South Carolina's be, bad. That could be their key to proving that they belong. But uh, thus far, they do not belong. And they have they have two losses now, right? So yes. I don't think that they should be in the top ten again. I mean, they've had two losses this since is Florida. The, Okay. Got dominated by Bama and Florida. Yeah, I don't think they're top ten, but this could be a big win for them. This is the, just uh, kind of like a morale booster, you know? Yeah, this is the drag Georgia episode. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, last game we'll talk about OU and West Virginia. Uh, OU's favored by ten and a half, coming off the big win. Uh, I think they blow out West Virginia as well. I agree. Uh, OU. I think like, they're just going to keep this shit up. They look like they kind of got their shit together after a rough start to the season, and they almost look like uh, like the team they were supposed to be before, just beating the shit out of everybody, just with a slightly better defense as well. It's just It might be too little too late uh, for them to make a push at the playoff. I've been fairly high on them since that Texas win, that yeah. game that they went back and forth in the overtime there. So I, I think OU wins pretty big. They might crack the top ten after doing it because they're – uh, ranked 12th. But. That was another uh, backdoor over Texas, yeah, Oklahoma. That, yeah, it wasn't going to hit, and then it hopped into yeah. overtime. Yeah. Whew. I think I had that over, too. I think you did. <laughs> Thank you, Oklahoma and Texas. More so Texas's offense to get that to OT. Yeah, tie it. Hell yeah. <laughs> tie it up. And then uh, I got my almost upset of the week. I'm 2-1. and one. I gave out one that hit with Northwestern, but I said that was – Something to look out for for people. I gave out Tennessee as well. That almost covered. Uh, Auburn only won by 13, and that line was 10.5. Ultimately, I took Oklahoma State, not thinking Spencer Sanders was going to get hurt on like the third play of the game. And also have like a, that interception that they called that I thought that hit the ground. But, I mean, they called the interception on the field, so that's hard to overturn. A lot of shit went wrong for Oklahoma State last week, and they did not cover the seven. So I moved to 2-1. and one. And my almost upset of the week this week is Maryland, plus 11.5. Okay, I like the Maryland almost upset. Um, Again, this we're, we go at least a touchdown or higher. We don't, we're not exactly saying they're going to win, but we're saying if they do win, don't be shocked, but we think they're going to cover. So that's my uh, Maryland. Um, I'm going to say... Which happens to be my highest points. I'm going to say North Carolina. Uh, it's five, but that's still... I mean, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, or what is it? Is it four and a half or five? Four and a half. But four and a half. Close to five. Uh, that would be shot. Generally, we say a touchdown, but since you're going bold, I'll and take And then a, a couple... Um, not going to say they're going to happen, but they potentially could, and uh, it would completely throw everything for a loop. Look out for... Uh, Pitt and Auburn to beat uh, uh, Clemson and Alabama. I had to make sure I said those in the right <laughs> order. But potential two top five upsets to happen this week. Not saying they're going to happen, but the, some big rivalries going on. Uh, they That could shake up the whole picture. Like, we would have completely new rankings. <laughs> Before we move to talking about some Thanksgiving shit, as kind of our intermission until NFL, uh... I do have a college parlay. I think Bobby has one as well. I do as well. This one, again, could pay your rent. (laughs) Last week's was uh, 
shaky, to say the least. Didn't pay your rent. It didn't pay your rent. You might be looking for. You might be looking to sell a couple things. Did not pay your rent, but um, the parlay was eight teams. Three of them hit. It was a backdoor. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. It was. I had Nebraska winning. Obviously, we've been joking about the buy, and they got embarrassed. I also had the under, which would have hit, but Nebraska got like a backdoor touchdown to cover that. So I mean, that game was just terrible every way through. The I mean, I was Illinois in the over, and I, I took turned Nebraska. It off. Yeah, I turned we it turned off it like off like six times, and then I always ended up watching it again, and then I turn it off again, get pissed off. So I mean, it could have easily gone any other way. I could. I feel like I should have. The parlay should have went five for eight instead of three for eight. Uh, because Ohio State money line in the overhit, uh, the Cincy UCF overhit, and I feel like they should have fucking scored that touchdown and covered. <laughs> so that's a completely different story. That OU Oklahoma State overhit, but Oklahoma State didn't cover because you Sam's, know Sam's big mad about Cincy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of mad, but I'm just happy that they won. So I mean, the parlay was closer than I thought it was going to end up being after watching. I mean, it sounds closer than three and eight. Which brings me to this parlay is plus 4,242, <laughs> and it's another eight-teamer. And I like this one this week more than last week's. So start, it, st- <laughs> it starts, it's for context, bet 100, win 4,342. It starts with Friday's game, move the line, UNC plus 10.5. I think that's going to be closer than people suspect. What are you doing to me uh, right one now? One second. You keep talking. It's still recording. Okay. UNC plus 10.5. Uh, I have Oregon money line on Oregon State. I have Florida minus 23.5 on Kentucky. So I think they win big, as well as the over hitting at 60.5. That's kind of where you get the, the boost there from betting the same game together. Uh, I have Maryland plus eleven and a half. I backed Indiana all last week in that that hit in the parlay, so I like Maryland to keep this close, as well as the Maryland Indiana over sixty two and a half. I think both teams have showed they can easily put up forty. Whoa! So I I like that. Big ten overs. A little risky. A little risky, but I hit a couple last week, so I'm going with the over in that one. I'm taking Northwestern. But only money line on Michigan State. I'm kind of scared, even though I'm backing them with the points. Uh, Clemson, money line, and over 54.5. Now, okay. I'm I'm so confident in Clemson that you could easily bet the line and the over, and that'd probably be plus 5,000, to be honest, or maybe your, like six. Your score prediction, you got Clemson to cover the over themselves. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. So... That parlay is plus 4,242. You know, go big or go home. Yeah. Take lines you like, baby. Yeah. What's that uh, your, uh, that's only... my only college parlay. Okay. As for mine, a little uh, less again. Uh, I missed last week as well. Uh, I personally placed five parlays, went 0 for 5. Missed two of them by one game. That one hurts a little bit. But new week, new me. Uh, this week for my college parlay, I've got Texas... Money line against Iowa State. Nebraska plus 21 and a half. Should be enough points, right? Hopefully. Uh, buying yourself some points on that one, obviously. Stanford plus eight and a half at Cal. Uh, I think that they should cover that. It's a, kind of a rivalry for them. 
I want to say the line on that is like one and a half. Uh, Cal is favored. Um, Oregon money line against Oregon State. I have Coastal Carolina minus 17 and a half. We like to call them Cover Carolina. They've covered on six of eight games. One of them that they didn't cover was a push. So really you could say they're uh, six, one, and one against the spread. Uh, So hammer that one. And then they they play Texas State. Okay. And that's minus 17 and a half. And Texas A&M is the last... Uh, money line is the last uh, leg of my parlay. That's a six teamer. It is plus eight hundred and eight. Bet hundred, win eight oh eight. Nine oh eight. Nine oh eight. You pick up nine oh eight. So yeah. yeah. You know, not bad. Yeah, we're kind of we're. You only need six to hit. Exactly. Which is not out of reach. No. As we've shown, I want to. There's a parlay that I talked about last week. Did it hit? It might have. That I gave on the podcast. You know what? It's right here. Brief pause. Just kidding. Uh, it did not hit. Oklahoma State got blown out. As we're uh, watching a death in the Lion King here. Real tearjerker. But I mean, that's that wraps up our college. Which segues us to... Some Thanksgiving fun. The real meat of the podcast. The real meat. Uh, What we're doing is we're going to give out our top five uh, favorite, personal favorite uh, foods to have on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was kind of hoping we could talk about some weird meals people have, but we got the tweet out a little too late and didn't didn't get any responses on that. uh, Which is a shame, but, you know, we're just going to go our personal favorite. We love ranking things, so here we are again, ranking things. All right. Uh, I will go first. Were you doing any honorable mention or just straight top five? I just have my straight top five. So do I. I. I would have had a whole page of honorable exactly. mentions. I love everything there. I love eating. So, but five, starting with some dessert, French silk pie, baby. Straight. I have, what the fuck is that? The chocolate fucking chocolate pie, especially from Village Inn. Shit smacks. I have never had or heard of that. Then I'll you're, have to try that. You're missing out. We'll have to get that over here. French silk pie from Village Inn. That shit absolutely smacks. As uh, for my number five, always at the dinner table on Thanksgiving, one of my favorite words to say, yams. You fucking eat yams? Fuck yeah. That's you, the that's sweet in shit, your, right? That's in your... T- you don't even know what it is? Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I know what it is. It's like the marshmallows and like sweet potatoes and shit. I don't know what to call it. Candied yams, I think is what it's called. Oh, fuck. That shit fucking You don't even know what they good. are in there in your top five. That shit is good. I could, that could not be me. <laughs> Little five-year-old me was smashing on that plate. <laughs> um, fair, touche. Uh, at four, fucking King's Hawaiian Rolls, baby. Okay. That shit fucking Ooh, I forgot smacks. about rolls. Forgot about rolls. Smacks. Butter not- that bitch up. Put some little pieces of turkey all up. That probably wouldn't be in my top five. I did Hawaiian forget rolls, about it. Hawaiian rolls, baby. Hawaiian rolls. I can't get myself to put bread in the top five. Uh, but my top, or my number four is turkey just in general okay couldn't uh sam talk shit because i asked what kind of turkey yeah what kind of turkey smoked baked fried fried there's different types but uh so i just went in general turkey number four i prefer it uh smoked a little bit of barbecue smoked on there Smoked turkey does smack that shit is good uh number three can't go wrong with some corn I love corn. I'm a vegetable guy. General corn? Yeah, general corn, baby. On the cob or not, butter, 
Sweet corn, baby. I love corn. I'm high on it. Absolutely high. <laughs> what do you all just have a plate of corn out? Well, we got a bowl of it. Okay. To go. Corn goes with fucking taters. It does. And, that's that's yeah. a good idea. I like that. But we uh, do not have just a plate of corn out at Thanksgiving. That's a little sneak peek to we got a little a little special corn dish. Uh, my number three. Uh, we got so many pies that I love, but uh, I had to narrow it down to one, or my whole top five would have been pie. I'm gonna go with classic apple pie for uh, Thanksgiving. Mom's apple pie, whoo, man, that's steaming, freshly baked. Here's my hot take: the good. only pie I like is French silk pumpkin what? pie. Ass. I don't like pumpkin pie either. I don't, uh, and I'm not a fan of fucking like warm baked fruit. Hot take: uh, pumpkin pie is ass. I don't like pumpkin, pumpkin flavored pies anything. Ass cheeks. I got food poisoning or some shit when I was little from pumpkin, and I can't eat the flavor anymore. Anything. The only pumpkin. thing I can have pumpkin is pumpkin seeds. I love pumpkin seeds. Yeah, that's, that's just Max. But love carbon pumpkin. Love carbon pumpkins too. Yeah, Jackie lanterns. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, number two, I got my. I got turkey. Okay. Kind of the, the base of the meal. I love turkey. You're in your uh, playoff there, especially the pops when he's cooking yeah. it, nice and juicy. Throw some chicken gravy yeah. on there. Yes, we got a shot at the natty. Hell number yeah. two. Hell yeah. Uh, my number two. Um, I've realized, so we always called it scalloped corn growing up, but some people call it corn casserole as well. Uh, no matter what you call it, it's still fucking amazing. Um, it's like sweet. It's got some like crispy crackers. I, I couldn't tell you how it's made, but it's fucking good. Um, yeah. Well, number one, the all holy mashed taters. Fuck, I forgot mashed potatoes. Mashed taters, man. Shit. As long as they ain't chunky, I can eat them all. Mashed potatoes, baby. Throw some a little bit of gravy on there. You can get some corn up in there. Dip your turkey in there. Fuck. I'm sliding mashed taters into mine ahead of apple pie, pushing yams out of the top five. <laughs> Nothing against yams. I just did forget about the mashed potatoes and gravy. I fucking love gravy. So mashed potatoes, baby. Taste the cake. Yeah, Favorite part of uh, shit is good. Thanks for reminding me of that. My You're sister welcome. makes horseradish mashed potatoes. What? That is good. It's like spicy. Okay. It's spicy mashed potatoes. I don't even like horseradish usually, but in the potatoes, it's like a hint of spice. My number one, can't stop eating this shit. Green bean casserole. Only time of the year I eat a vegetable, and I eat the whole damn plate. He's not kidding. Besides his lettuce on his enchilada. Man, I like green beans, but I don't like green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. It's my favorite thing. Is, at it, what, is there table. like cream of mushroom soup in there? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I love that, man. Yeah. That's the you know like early November you start thinking like Thanksgiving's later this month. I can't wait. That's the shit I'm thinking of. Is green bean casserole? That's the that shit you thinking of? Yep, green bean casserole. I mean, I like green beans. I had a can of green beans with my dinner the other day. <laughs> I'm a fan of green beans, but green bean casserole. Ooh. Man, I love uh, green beans. Great vegetable. It's a vegetable, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can tell he doesn't eat them. All right. And you know, Thanksgiving time for giving thanks, but it's also time for weird ass interactions with yeah. family. You got some uh, weird family members. You might weird ass uncle that wants a hug, kind of weirdly. Yeah. Haven't seen him in four years. Comes by. Hey, you, yeah. You only see him on like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like, oh, where's my hug? Yeah. Like, stop, dude. You're trying too or, hard. The other uncle shows up with uh, your basically your holiday bonus. 
True. The rich uncle coming through and handing <laughs> or, uh, out gifts for no reason or cash yeah. for no reason. Um, or coming around with like a 20-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is the macho uh, family members who look ashamed at you because you don't take all turkey on your plate or uh, you're not paying constant attention to the football game. Or my favorite, when you get your ears pierced and they want to make you leave the restaurant. That sounds maybe like a personal story. No. I can't say I've ever had my ears pierced and my uncle looked at me and told me to leave. Me either. Hmm. <laughs> and, I, and no one really responded to that on Twitter about that happening to them. I'm curious to who that happened to. <laughs> But yeah, Thanksgiving is a time for, for family, football, food, giving thanks, just having fun. Dad jokes. Dad jokes, Ooh. especially Bobby's dad's my, jokes. Yeah, my dad takes out the, the sawzall to cut the turkey. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> but this year, uh, we do just want to say uh, happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Shit's weird. Uh, I know we're just having like six people at my house for Thanksgiving, so it's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to change the amount of food that I eat or the amount of football that I consume or bet on. But we want to wish a happy and healthy Thanksgiving from the yeah. Alt Spread Podcast. Yes, happy and healthy Thanksgiving. My family's also got pretty much canceled. A lot of family out of town can't come in. Yeah, it's a shame what 2020's really brought to us. But at least we can still have Thanksgiving with, even if, yeah, and even with if, some close uh, family. Even if you got some weird and exotic family members, you still love them, you know? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, again, happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Hope you uh, enjoy it. Eat a lot of food. Get some okay quality family time because it's not going to be with everyone's. But make the most of it, of what you can. Uh, if you're going Black Friday shopping, wear your damn mask. Stay safe. Buy Stay online safe. if you can. Buy PS5. Send well, it our way. Yeah, buy it after I buy mine, though. Exactly. Make sure uh, Bobby or, gets his. We also take gifts if you want to donate a PS5 Ooh, to the... Yeah, we've been working hard. This is episode 11. No yeah, one's giving shit. us a PS5. Shit, guys. Or even just a controller. Like, yeah, you know, like... I think that'd be a generous donation. Yeah. We could maybe make some content off that. Yeah, we could. We definitely could. Live stream podcast with PS5. Alt, alt, at spread on at, Twitch. At... Oh... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, just reiterating, have a happy, healthy Thanksgiving. We had our kind of Thanksgiving fun. We wanted to throw in some Thanksgiving food because, you know, that's like the highlight of Thanksgiving. Before we transition from college to NFL, we're about an hour in, so we're sitting pretty for a lot of NFL that we have to talk about. This is easily going to take another hour with how much... We're oh, going to yeah. debate and how much we have to talk we about. we got so much NFL. And I'm very excited to talk about it. So, without further ado, we're going to kind of transition into that. So, that starts off with Seattle getting that big win on Thursday night against Arizona, 28-21. Uh, we both took Seattle in that. Yes. We tweeted it out, got the pick out in time. Pretty much went exactly how we thought, too. Uh, uh, yeah. Seattle, pretty much Sam said the reverse of last time they played. Uh, yeah. Kind of like one touchdown game. Seattle takes it in the end. I st- when there's a big rivalry like that, I have a hard time picking a team winning both games, especially Arizona. Still a little young, inconsistent, learning, growing. So Russ knew what he had to do. I think Seattle is still going to win the NFC West, even though LA Rams are 
on a tear right now, but I think Seattle ultimately is going to come out on top of that division. I might, I might say the Rams. I don't know how many, how many are they behind. They're tied. They're tied. I, I, they're I gotta tied. say the Rams. I think they're tied. I'm saying the Rams take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm high on uh, Seattle still winning that division because I, th- I think Seattle's going to beat the Rams when they play again. Okay, yeah, that fits the split yeah. ideology there. So uh, same team twice. Seattle needed that big win there to uh, kind of stay ahead and falling behind. Their defense is still shaky, still inconsistent. Jamal Adams needs to be better. They need more pressure from the D-line and the backs. But They keep fucking – they use him as a linebacker, which kind of works. It's just weird. It works. He, he just needs to be better. Uh, he's not playing well. And if he plays better, that whole defense will play better. So enough about Seattle. How about my ten and zero Pittsburgh Steelers? They looked they dominant they did, again. They did the job. It was Jacksonville. They did exactly what As they needed expected. them to do. As I got my chicky patties. Chicky patties. Dinner time, baby. But I expected the Steelers to win, and they did. They won big. They covered. I mean, they. Pretty much as expected. Three or four intercept. They had four interceptions. Two for Minka. Two for uh, Terrell Edmonds. So. That's good for Edmonds. He had a one-handed one. That was amazing. But Steelers have a test on Thanksgiving against Baltimore, who's looking shaky and shaky. They keep getting, uh, they keep giving more points to Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh, which makes me more and more scared. But uh, I mean, you know, I'm riding the Steelers right now, ten and zero. They keep doing their thing, and I, I want to call out some people that are saying the Steelers play nobody. Uh, after what this has been week eleven now. Yeah, because they had their bye. Yeah. So, through week 11, the Steelers' opponents have 33 wins, but so do the Chiefs. And people keep riding the Chiefs, and they don't mention that they play nobody. But uh, the Steelers, both their opponents have 33 wins on the year. And going into this week, the Chiefs have the Tampa Bay, and the Steelers have Baltimore. So, they're playing... Uh, Big games for both. Yeah, big game, big games for both. So the Steelers are basically at the same page as the Chiefs. So I don't want to hear shit about that. All right. Okay. You ain't hearing shit from me. <laughs> How about uh, no breeze, no problem? Taysom Hill <laughs> showed up like I said he would on the podcast yeah. last week. I uh, wanted more points in that game, but you know what can he do? I uh, wanted Tays- more Atlanta points in that game. Taysom Hill played pretty well. Uh, a couple rushing touchdowns. We took him to score last week, so that worked out. But I mean, I, I read something that Jameis is more of the long-term solution, and that's not what they're looking for right now. Taysom Hill is the short-term, like, Swiss yeah. Army knife. He's going to – team's going to rally behind him, and that's why they're going with him right now, which makes more sense. So I, I like Taysom Hill turns out, playing for the Saints right now. Turns out Taysom can throw. Only you were shocked. <laughs> yeah, he uh, did look pretty good in that game. I will give it to Sam and everybody who disagreed with me. Saints pulled out a win there. It looks like they're going to be okay. They look pretty good still. Uh, they got a great coach, too. He's really good at coaching uh, when they lose Breeze, like last year with Teddy Bridgewater. That's just Sean Payton, and their defense is stepping up. Yeah, I guess well. I could shout out his name when I say yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, you know who he is. Uh, Joe Burrow, I feel terrible. Absolute worst-case scenario, torn ACL and MCL. That the play one, looked so gross to see. That hurts my heart for both for Joe Burrow. He's worked so hard to get where he's at, and just for that to happen, it's like just a slap in the face. And then for the Bengals, 
that also fucking sucks because you finally got your guy. Like the hardest part about rebuilding is getting your guy at quarterback. They know they got their guy. He was doing like he's balling out, and uh, that problem was solved. Now they can focus on the rest of their team, and now they're at least a year without their uh, star at quarterback. It just halts their rebuild. That one that just hurt my whole body, like my and heart. For quarterbacks, it's easier to come back from the injuries like that. Um, so I think he'll come back and he'll be fine. <clears throat> but there's always a scenario that he'll never be the same. I yeah. After a devastating knee injury, but Joe Burrow's a fighter. He's resilient. I think he comes back strong. Yeah, I think but he's I, still. I feel terrible for him. He's, he's balling out. He still feels like he has stuff to prove. So I think, I think so he's too. uh He's going to come back. I think that almost solidifies Justin Herbert as Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. Uh, I know it was against the Jets, but 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. Has Especially a with Tua's off game, too. Had a cannon, was making all the throws. He's anyone that thought he was a bust. I thought he was good. I loved him at Oregon. I was, I, I was happy for him to go to L.A. because they have weapons. I think they need a new head coach. Yeah, they, they do. can't. They they're terrible with clock and and big game situations. Anthony Lynn, I like him, but I think they need a new coach out there. Maybe Eric B. Enemy from the Chiefs. Yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Yeah, or maybe uh, Joe Brady. Joe Brady with uh, a young Justin Herbert. That'd be so. That'd that be would so be lethal. Much fun. I, I also like, like Joe Brady to Cincy. Yeah, I like Joe Brady to Cincy. Team him up with no uh, disrespect, Joe Nebraska alum, but uh, you might need a new guy there in Cincy. Um, but yeah, really high on Herbert. They just need to give him the, uh, the right coach. How about uh, PJ Walker? PJ, yeah, that was a little surprising there. His stats looked kind of bad, but he had two interceptions in the red zone. Those easily could have been touchdowns. Could have been like a thirty-four-zero game. Yeah, he Panthers stepped, rallied around him. He threw some dimes too. He did. He looked really well. I mean, those interceptions—they're mistakes that you can't necessarily make, but it didn't cost the team. Uh, They—he led them to a win. I think that, that gives a, uh, Matt Rule more confidence in not having to rush back Teddy. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if P.J. Walker starts again this weekend. Yeah. Who uh, who do they play? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if P.J. Walker plays again. But I just wanted to kind of shout him out. I think he did his thing. Let him do that shout-out win there. How about the Texans upset, as called by yours truly, Sam out here on the Alt Spread Podcast? What the fuck are the Patriots I took Texans doing? money line. I got I got no idea what we're doing. Like uh, people thought Belichick is gonna tank, and uh, like he's an evil genius. But then they started winning, and I'm like, holy shit, they're actually still good. And turns out they're not. Um, and now we're just fucked. We're gonna we're gonna end up with like right now we're sitting at the number twelve pick. I think we're gonna play spoiler, beat some other random teams. Probably go seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, end up with like fucking pick fourteen and. No, like, what? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Zach, T- or Zach Taylor, Zach Wilson could fall. He could. I want Kyle Trask. <laughs> yeah, I've been tooting Kyle Trask's horn all fucking year. I watched um, like five straight minutes of Kyle Trask film last night because I couldn't sleep, and uh, I like him a lot. I was very excited watching that. I've been saying him and Pitts first round picks. Yeah. Some of his throws. I've been saying that since about like episode three. So I'm high on that. I like that a lot. How about Indy with that 
Weird-ass win against Green Bay. That was weird. We both picked Green Bay. It was back and forth. I think Indy showed they're a little bit more for real. Yeah. They, beat up, they finally beat up on, a, I wouldn't say beat up, but they beat up on Tennessee, and then they show up and uh, beat Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. And a comeback, too. And well, Yeah. Not really they were down 28-14 yeah. at half, so defense showed up in the second half and got it done. For anyone giving Marquez Valdez-Scantling death threats, you're a pussy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're an absolute pussy. It's a fucking game. He fumbled. Yeah, the best players he fumble. Dropped, he just dropped. Like, it's fucking happens, man. Yeah, Chill out. You never know. Like, these guys are people, too. So, if you're out here giving them death, death threats, you're an absolute <laughs> pussy. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Sunday night, the Mahomes comeback drive. I don't think anyone's shocked. I really enjoyed watching that. That was a fun game to watch. Back and forth. I think uh, Derek Carr backed me up in my argument that he was a good quarterback. Uh, it's still going to disagree. He, he went really toe-to-toe with Mahomes after beating him already this year. He took shots, too. He looked good. I will say that he looked good, but he um, did They're still... also 6-4. and four. Keep that in mind. Yeah. That, That's yeah, not terrible. Vegas looks good. But he's not the quarterback. He's not the guy. Not of the future. Okay. He's still kind of young, too. And then uh, we got the Rams with the upset. We both took... Rams plus four. Bobby ended up switching and took Rams uh, outright. So I don't think that really shocked any of us. I think the biggest shock was uh, Tom Brady looked like absolute dog shit, especially in the second half. I don't Correct. know what it is. They they can beat bad teams, and they have that big win on Green Bay. But they lost to Chicago, which is embarrassing at this point. They have now lost to the Rams, and they lost twice to the Saints. So they're not beating good teams, which is concerning. So if I were to be Tampa Bay going into the playoffs, I'd be a Tampa Bay fan, I'd be kind of scared. They're not beating good teams. And once you get to the playoffs, every team's good, and anyone can beat you. I have a take for that. Um, not sure if I'm going to say No, you know what? I'll say it now. I was thinking about how far Tampa Bay is going to go in the playoffs, and I actually could see, like, NFC Championship uh, losing in the <laughs> NFC Championship. It all depends on the draw. Just because you still have Tom Brady, and it looks like when he wants to, they're, they can step it up, and it looks like the offense is starting to build some chemistry around him. They they might be able to shock some. Well, not, I don't know if it's shocking yeah, anybody. He just needs to be better. I think they can go further in the playoffs than people think. I would agree. I swear they said that he's never made the playoffs as a wild card because he won the AFC East all those years. I would believe it. But if they are to get the five seed, you heard it here first, put your fucking life insurance on it. They'll win the first playoff game because they get the NFC East champ. So whoever gets the five seed in the NFC, I'm giving you a win. Or, like the... The Seahawks, who snuck in at, what, 7-9, and nine, like 10 years ago now, I am going to say the NFC team that makes the playoffs will beat somebody. The NFC East? Yeah, NFC East. So you're saying Probably the NFC the East beats the top wildcard team? Potentially. I need a little bit more uh, I mean, we'll have clearer to see. picture. We're both leaning towards the Giants, by the way. Yeah, Giants, potentially the Cowboys. The Eagles fucking suck. With Andy Dalton, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but uh, if it's the Cowboys, big game, have... whoever wins Thursday is going to be in first place. 
because three teams: uh, Washington football team, the Giants, and the Cowboys are three and seven. Eagles three six and one. I need a little clearer picture before I make that bold prediction, but True, uh, I could see the NFC East team winning a playoff uh, game. It's all about the matchup, really, when it comes down to it. But I mean that kind of uh, wraps up our headlines. What we wanted to start with, moving to another fun part for us: our top ten rankings. Yeah, baby. I'm going to start with uh, honorable mentions. I had one team fall out from last week. is Miami. I finally put them in the top ten, and they lost to Denver. <laughs> so that sucks. <laughs> but I think if I had to rank these five honorable mentions, it would go Arizona, Miami. Best to worst or worst? Yeah. Okay. So Arizona at 11. Miami, 12. Vegas, 13. Baltimore, 14. Cleveland, 15. Baltimore, 14? Yep. Whoa. Weren't they uh, three just a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. My honorable mentions. I have. um, I have Miami with a question mark. Uh, I think they still belong in the honorable mentions. Cleveland... Arizona, Baltimore, and Las Vegas. So we have the same honorable mentions. If I had to rank them, I would say, just off the top of my head, I would say Baltimore, Vegas, Arizona, Miami, Cleveland. Ah, shit. Cleveland can't be last there. They're my last one. I'm going to say Baltimore, Vegas, Arizona, Cleveland, Miami. Fair. But that leads me to 10. They're back in the top 10 for me. That's Tennessee. Okay. Feeling the love again? Not really. But (laughs) Miami had to fall after an embarrassing loss. Tennessee beat Baltimore, who I had as an honorable mention. Tennessee was also one of those last week. I'm not sold whatsoever, but Derrick Henry got it done. I don't want to hear people say, like, oh, King Henry, blah, blah, blah. He got 100 yards in the touchdown. He needed the overtime for it. Uh, he won them the game. He did, but it took 65 minutes of a worn-down defense. How about uh, how about that A.J. Brown touchdown? That was amazing. That was, I think that was kind of the highlight of the game for me. Yeah, that was He insane. just wanted it more. Balt- uh, kind of reiterates the fact that DBs don't want to tackle. Some of them do. Some love laying the hit, like Antoine Winfield and, like, Sean Taylor back in the day, rest in peace. Uh, but Baltimore, those guys just punch at the ball. None of them want to hit in A.J. Brown. Made them pay for it. So I, whoever won that game was going to be 10 for me. And I happened to be Tennessee. I'm not real excited about it, but here they are. Okay. I also have uh, Tennessee at 10, which we pretty much just discussed. They um, just came out on top in a close game. Uh, they beat... Baltimore uh, as an underdog, but that was that line was uh, higher than it should have been. Looking back, um, that's pretty much all I've got to say. We pretty much said everything about Tennessee. True. At nine, I have the Rams. I didn't want to like overreact to the win. Keep them a little bit lower. Not sold on Jared Goff still. Their defense is playing real well. I need to see more of their running game before I'm more sold on their offense. They obviously have good weapons and receivers, so I like the Rams. 
I, but I mean, I think Seattle's gonna still win the NFC West. But I'm keeping the Rams in the top ten. Big win for them over Tampa. So I'm, uh, I got Rams at nine. At nine, I have Seattle. Uh, after a win against the Cardinals, looked pretty good. Um, I just didn't see anybody in my rankings they could jump. Uh, they did. They pulled out a win that they needed, and uh, they looked pretty good doing it. Um, that defense, that was a while ago, if I can remember right, that defense kind of stepped up a little bit too. Looks like they might be making some steps forward to where they won't uh, be a first-round exit like I predicted in the past because their defense can't make a stop. Uh, eight, that's why I put Green Bay. Um, okay, I have the same. It's just shaky. They now have three losses on the year. I don't know if I'm sold on the defense like I used to be. They're giving up. They gave up big points with Dalvin Cook scored four touchdowns on them. Then they barely beat Jacksonville, and then they had a big lead on Indy and lost the game. So Green Bay is on the decline right now, which is not a good time for that. Rodgers is still playing well, but Aaron Jones in the running game looks like they're taking a step back as of right now. As is the defense. So for that, I got Green Bay at eight. They can, I think, if they piece it together, they can make a long run in the playoffs. But for right now, keeping them at eight. I'm uh, Green Bay. Like I said, is also my number eight. Um, Rodgers to Adams is still like fucking lethal. Uh, probably one of the best uh, quarterback wide receiver matchups in the league. Might be the best. I would say it's the best. Um, yeah, because I'd say Rodgers has a step on. Uh, Kyler in terms of like yeah that's who that's who I would put too um and but like Sam said that defense isn't quite there yet it's shown it can be in the past they just need to kind of get back on track and the running game has shown potential they just need to get that back on track as well uh Green Bay could be they were I think they were number one for us a a couple weeks ago or at least top three yeah um but all the way down to number eight with potential, but they, I need to see a little more better than uh, blowing a 14-point lead to yeah, Phillip Rivers. I agree. I got Tampa at seven. I'm scared that they can only beat uh, bad teams, but uh, they're still seven and four. Their defense, their run defense is, is impressive, but their corners have been a little bit shaky. They, they're letting receive. They let Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Granted, they're both good receivers, but they both went off last night. Both had over 10 catches and 120 yards, so that's concerning. They need to piece together their team and be able to beat a real team. And until they do that, I don't think I can put them top five again. I got Tampa Bay falling all the way from three to seven. Might have jumped them uh, a little prematurely. Um, Their offense has all the weapons. Just need to see a little bit better from Brady there. And... uh, yeah, Brady's the reason they lost yesterday. Yeah, they just uh, they don't look good against good teams, and I need to see a little better. And that's concerning because we're coming down to the wire, like we talked about with. We got pretty Tampa similar Bay. rankings here. I think we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we're coming down to the wire. The all, every game matters now. They've got five games left. Um, they need to show up and prove it and beat a good team. And nothing says prove it and beat a good team like them having the Chiefs this weekend. So. I'm excited to watch yeah. that game. Uh, at six, I got Indy. I do as well. I'm not happy about it. I 
I'm indifferent. I'm I really like their, I really it. like their defense. I kind of like buying into them. Like it's exciting. I like their defense, but their best wide receiver, I love him. Michael Pittman Jr. is a rookie. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton washed an ass. Like I I said last week, I like Mawali Cox as their tight end. Jack Doyle. They're not big playmakers, but they're big guys that can block and red zone their big targets. Uh, but I really like Michael Pittman. Uh, Pascal or Pascal, he's an average target. But what I do like about them is Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, and Naheem Hines, as well as their defense. So they have enough running backs to keep fresh legs and, and keep the run game going. I think Jonathan Taylor is about to break out. Um, he's too talented not to. They got a good offensive line to allow it. They just need to. He had a touchdown run that got called back for a questionable holding too. But oh well. Yeah. You can't have them all. I got them. Oh, six. Partially for their offensive weapons. I don't buy into Phillip Rivers, but their defense. Yeah, I hate Phillip Rivers. Their defense steps up when they need to, and uh, that play that pays huge dividends. And it looks like uh, we thought that it they were prematurely loving Indy too much when we saw them as uh, what plus one or minus one against Baltimore. But it looks like Indy's defense actually is for real. Like, and they were leading that game at half or like. Yeah. Close to leading that game at half, and then just played poorly in that second half. If they beat Baltimore, they're probably at four for me. If they play again this week, I think Indy wins. I do too. Right now, I think it. I mean, Indy's the better, te- better team. I mean, Baltimore's outside our top ten, but yeah, I'd, I would pick Indy to beat the Ravens this week. Five. I got Seattle. <coughs> so back we- on the Seattle hype. <laughs> Uh, we almost we, we have the same little, rankings yeah. except we for did the Rams <laughs> in Seattle. Uh, back on the Seattle hype, uh, I've been Russ showed up after we kind of called him out. Not that he listened or heard, but uh, kind of called him out for the turnovers. He played well enough. D- him and DK together, Tyler Lockett, uh, Carlos Hyde scored that touchdown like I tweeted out about. Uh, Chris Carson needs to get healthy for that team to be clicking on all cylinders, but... Defense showed up a little bit, held the best offense in uh, the NFL to 21 points as Bobby's stripping down that right now. Hot in here. <laughs> but, I mean, I like Seattle. I've been high on Seattle uh, all year. Even without the defense, I thought they could make the NFC Championship. So, I'm, I'm uh, keeping Seattle – or putting Seattle at five. Okay. I got the Rams at five. Um, exactly a flip-flop, like Sam said. Uh, the Rams look for real – I think they have a shot uh, at the Super Bowl, actually. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you heard that here first. Jared Goff, uh, a little bit more experienced than he was. Um, they got all the weapons. Um, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. They got uh, Josh Reynolds, who I had not heard of till last week. And then all of a sudden, he's got 94 yards in a game. Uh, like, you know, where are you going to get it? How about this guy? And that the defense can step up when it needs to. you got a guy named Aaron Donald. Uh, I heard he's pretty good. It's fucking huge. <laughs> the Rams are for real. I'm buying in. They have a nice, they have a shaky test. They got 49ers this week, which is always a close game. Yeah, that's a weird game. So that, I mean, I think the 49ers beat them. When they yeah, played. they did. 24-17, I believe. That was a trap game. Yeah, I didn't really. That was a game we didn't watch. Neither, neither of us watched, and San Francisco ended up coming out. Yep. But LA just came out flat that game. But at four, I also don't really like this, but Buffalo, they're playing good football right now. 
Uh, they beat Seattle. They should have beat uh, Arizona. They had a bye last week. So I'm high on Buffalo. Josh yeah. Allen's killing it still. I who do they have? Who do they play this week? They play the uh, Chargers. Could be a trap game with Herbert going off. Could. So they need to show up and play some defense. But uh, I like Buffalo. I got Buffalo as well in this game. Um, they look like they're they got the receivers. They got the uh, quarterback they need. They got their defense can step up when it needs to. Um, I like I like Buffalo. I don't. I wouldn't say I don't like that pick here. I like Buffalo at four. I mean, it's weird saying the Bills are the fourth best team in football. Yeah, it is. It is weird, especially for me. Yeah, as a Pats guy. <laughs> so okay. Fair enough. We got the same rankings here on out. You just want to go through them and talk about them? Yeah. Uh, New Orleans had them at three last week. No reason to drop them. They beat the Falcons yeah. as they should. No breeze, no problem. Taysom Hill played well. Taysom Hill. Uh, Michael Thomas. Quarterback. Finally had a 100-yard yeah. game. I think that benefit. Michael Thomas is going to benefit from having either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston rather than Breeze. They can push the ball a little bit more. So he doesn't have to run seven-yard slants. He can run like 12-yard slants. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think he's going to benefit from that a little bit, which opens up the run game for Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. So, and that defense just absolutely balled out eight sacks against the Falcons. So, I'm high on the Saints right now. They that dude, are uh, the favorite to win the NFC for sure. Oh, I can't think of his name. Hendrickson? Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. Tied for first yes. in sacks this year. Miles Garrett didn't play, I don't think. But uh, that doesn't matter. You're still tied for the league. And they got uh, Cam Jordan, lead. too. Demario Davis, good. They got a good secondary, so look out for the Saints. They could easily dominate the NFC here. All right. Uh, we don't have the same top two. We do not. I'm sticking to Kansas City at two and Pittsburgh at one. <laughs> I've got uh, Pittsburgh two, KC at one. Same thing here. Pittsburgh's undefeated. They keep getting it done. Best defense in uh, the NFL. Offense scored over 25 points a game. So, Kansas City, I'm not saying they're, like, bad by any means, but I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that they both have played similar opponents. The Steelers are 10-0. They beat Tennessee. They beat Baltimore. They beat up on Cleveland. And they're beating teams. The Dallas game was shaky and scary, but, you know, the Chiefs almost lost to the Chargers. So, right now, I'm riding with my Pittsburgh Steelers. When you're in a one-score game, you're down less than seven points, and Mahomes has the ball on your team, you're not picking your team to win? What do you mean? So Kansas City's down uh, Kansas City's down six points with two minutes left. You're not picking Kansas City to win that game? No. Really? I'm taking the Steelers' defense to step up. Okay, I got Kansas City winning that game, and that's solely why I have them number one because uh, Mahomes – is best player on that field, and he will get it done. It's kind of like Brady 10 years ago in his prime. Uh, Mahomes will get it done. He's incredibly talented. Makes me think about um, what could be if you, uh, just for fun, Kansas City's offense, Steelers' defense. Do they ever lose a game? No. It'd be fucking crazy. They'd win every game by 30, probably. Yeah. I'm just... At least. I think the underrated part is the Steelers' offense. They got three receivers that really complement each other. Four if you count James Washington. You can get end-arounds to Ray Ray McLeod. 
They got uh, Vance McDonald and Eric Ebron. Two very capable tight ends. Eric Ebron's very athletic, makes a lot of plays. James Conner is very boring, but he'll get you like 60 to 80 yards, and he's a, he's a banger when it comes down to the red zone. He'll take hits, and he's not afraid to. Get you those tough game, uh, tough uh, runs, tough first downs, maybe a short touchdown. Big Ben, tough as fuck. He'll take any hit and keep playing. It doesn't matter if he has any knees or not. So I think that offense is underrated. They're putting up over 25 points a game every game, like I said. Team that with uh, the defense that has the most forced turnovers, the most sacks, and like the fourth most yards allowed, the fourth least yards allowed. Not, I mean, top defense doesn't always beat the top offense, but it just so happens the Steelers are my favorite team, so I'm still siding with them. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Steelers at one still. Until they lose, they're not moving. Okay. Well, we could go picks or... No, let's stay on the rankings. This was just kind of something right. fun, since we wanted to go at least two hours on this episode for you guys. And for ourselves, we were kind of hyped to do this. Yeah, so we uh, pass that easily. We kind of threw together our top ten-ish rankings for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. This is all personal preference, and we're taking injuries into account. Just so everyone knows. So if you so injured players are on there. Injured players are on the list. Yes, there's our personal top ten. For positions. Okay. You want to start? I'll start Quarterback? with quarterbacks. Um, unfortunately, just missing. I had Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, and how about some Herbert, baby? Just missing out. Um, but at 10, I forgot about him, which was sad. And I threw him at 10 because I don't think he's better than anyone ahead of him, especially after they continue to play this year. I put Dak... He's a top 10 quarterback, and I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever. He still has a lot of good, uh, more passing yards than like three or four NFL can, uh, starting quarterbacks. I think one of them is like Baker Mayfield, too. So I like Dak a lot. Uh, Dallas needs to pay him. They cannot let him walk. But I got Dak at 10. First potential. Or let's go back and forth so we can maybe uh, maybe argue. So who do you honorable mentions and then 10 for QB? Okay. Uh, my... Honorable mentions were, um, let's see, I'm a little thrown off here. I had to add Dak at the last second when we decided to do injured players. Uh, I got Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Herbert, and Matt Ryan just missing the top 10. Uh, I had Matt Ryan in there, so you could say he's 11. Um, uh, they, they're all competent. I would have them in my top 10, but that's how rankings work, you know. And then uh, my number 10 would be Drew Brees. Uh, he's still a very good quarterback, but can't uh, doesn't look like he once did in the past. Yeah, talent-wise, 10 I think is fair. <coughs> but just in terms of all-around quarterback, I have him a little bit higher. Okay. But that's fair. Uh, at 9, this might seem controversial. That's where I put Lamar Jackson. I also had Lamar Jackson at he, nine. Uh, he's not a good passer, uh, and that you can't even dispute that. If you make him beat you with his arm, it just doesn't go well. He's not the same that he was last year. 
It might be the play calling. It could very well be the play calling. They have the same weapons, so and I don't want COVID to be an excuse because everyone's fighting it. He just hasn't been good this year. And, he, I mean, he was supposed to be top three, and he just did, hasn't played well. But, he, I mean, the talent is there, so I'm keeping him top ten and having my nine. Okay. Um, and you have him at nine? Yeah, he's also my nine. Okay. Uh, one stop, one spot ahead of him, and this is based on just I would over the next five to ten years I'd rather have this guy, and that's Josh Allen. Okay. So I have Josh uh, Allen at eight, maybe a little bit low, but I've got Deshaun Watson at eight. Oh my god! Uh, he, I is, thought I think that's kind of low. Yeah, he's incredibly talented, but uh, wins do go into. Uh, factor for me and I mean he keeps lighting up the stat sheet it's hard to justify having him this low but uh, I would it's tough when he has he's had Bill O'Brien over his head yeah I would rather I think he has two wins without Bill O'Brien this year (laughs) right now I think I would have the guys above him uh, over him but as for like the next five years he'd be in my top just off of like pure talent instincts uh, the guy's good uh, next, which would be 10, 9, 8, 7, is Kyler Murray. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, he's having an MVP type year, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. What's shaky is uh, turnovers, interceptions, uh, but he's also the best running quarterback in the league, and I don't think that's controversial, so that kind of makes up for it. Uh, he's still young, second-year guy. That's why I don't want to put him any higher than that and have like high expectations. But over the next five years, I'd probably put him at four. But as of right now, I got Kyler at seven. Okay. At seven, I have the old trusty Tom Brady. Uh, the guy, still he might be aging a little bit. That's why he's dropped all the way down uh, to seven. My numbers are all off here. It's throwing me off. Um, but the guy still has instincts. He knows how to win, even though you wouldn't believe it based on uh, Monday night. But he knows how to win games and important games, and he can step it up when he needs to. And uh, he's a leader on the field, which goes a long way as well. I have Brady at six. I mean, I'm just taking – you said it well. He's continuing to slip. He needs to beat some good teams or he's going to continue to fall off and throw. He's throwing a lot of interceptions, which is uh, kind of scary. Maybe if I did this back, I'd put Brady behind. Actually, I'm going to do that. Let's bump up Murray to 6, Allen to 7, put Brady at 8. Okay. Impromptu changes. So Murray is your 6? Murray 6, Allen 7, Brady 8. My... So who's your six? We're on six now. My six would be Dak Prescott. Uh, Like Sam said, Dallas needs to pay him. Um, Just the the injury actually might have made him money uh, because the way Dallas dropped after he was that's true. I didn't think about that. The number one offense or one I don't know what the numbers were, but probably a top three offense in the league and. When their quarterback goes down, they still have Andy Dalton in, who's a uh, suffice suffice-able. Uh, Is that a word? <laughs> um, find out for me. Uh, he's a sufficeable quarterback. Uses it twice. <laughs> the drop-off they encountered from Prescott to Dalton. Uh, uh, yeah, 
Drastic? Drastic, Is what yes. you're saying? I can see it. Uh, <coughs> I just have the guys ahead of him with more talent. Uh, at my five, I got old, uh, old reliable Drew Brees. The talent okay. is falling off, but the the Saints are eight and two, seven and two with Brees. Kind of like uh, Tom Brady, uh, with the instincts. You know? Yeah, he just knows how to win games. True leader. It's his last year. I'm pretty sure he's already signed a deal to be a broadcaster next year. So I do. I I personally think it's his last year, especially with the drop off, now the rib injury. I can see it. And I don't think it's anything to take away from him that the Saints play well without him. I think they have a good all-around team and good coaching. So yeah, Sean Payton. I'm keeping Breeze top five right now. Okay. Uh, number five for me is Aaron Rodgers. Um, the guy can make throws like from anywhere while he's being hit, and they're always on the money, and he can scramble. Underrated runner. Um, great. Uh, the best in the game at the free play. <laughs> Not that, that that's really, true. That's true. That kind of plays a part in this, but th- that's just so fucking fun to watch. You see a flag fly, and you're like, "Oh, deep shot!" Like you already know it's coming. And it almost always works with MVS or uh, yeah. Devonte Adams. Um, so that said, Aaron Rodgers is my number five. At four, I got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun off Watson. right now and the future too. He's top five for me. That's respectable. I think he's very talented. He's making the most out of his uh, situation down in Houston. I mean, they traded the best receiver in the league, and he's still balling out this year. Uh, I know wins matter, but he, he was just in the playoffs last year or two years ago. No, that was last year. They played Buffalo. Yeah. What's that last year? Uh, uh, they lost to Kansas City. Yeah, they did because yeah. they beat Buffalo. Yeah. They went up. They were up big on – okay, yeah. yeah. So Watson made it work with Bill O'Brien last year, kind of was stuck under him this year. They need some – more pieces as a whole team. Their defense sucks, but Watson, that's not on him. So I got him at four. I'm high on Watson. I really like him. Who's your four? Number four. I'm. Uh, I was thinking about jumping Watson a little bit. I might have discredited him a little bit. That is. I guess I'll have to look at that later. But number four, Russell Wilson for me. Whoa! <laughs> Fucking uh, crazy on offense. That dude can get it done. It's I, he might uh might jump when we start looking a little bit, but that he is fucking unstoppable. He can run, pass, uh, read defenses. It's fucking crazy how they uh, run that offense there in Seattle. Reminder: This is personal preference and ranking, so you know it's what it is. Yeah. At three, I got Rodgers. Uh, he's still a top three quarterback, putting up crazy numbers. Best of the. Best in the league of the free play. Has a crazy arm, can make all the throws. I personally think he's a bitch, but that doesn't take away <laughs> from the fact that he's a top three quarterback in my eyes. So, And uh, he's a top three MVP candidate right now, more than likely. So, actually, yeah, I'll, I'd put him at three. So, I got A-Rod at three. Okay. You ready for a shocker? Mm-hmm. Number three. Okay. Josh Allen. I was wondering when I was going to hear his damn name. <laughs> Dude uh, can pass. He's got a fucking cannon, and when Probably he runs, best arm in the league. yeah, when he runs, there that dude's got to be so hard to tackle. He's fucking huge. He, he'll just like run people over. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, his running game is uh, underrated portion of his game. I think he's gonna. I have so I'm, I had him ultimately at seven. I think as Rogers ages and Breeze ages, 
I like him a lot. He'll probably be top five. I like him a lot. Yeah, I would take him over Lamar Jackson over the next five to ten years. But, yeah, okay. Personal preference there at three. I got Russ at two. I mean, you could easily put him one, in my opinion. But You could. Okay, not easily, but I got Russ at two. He gets it all done. He means the absolute world to the Seahawks. He's on a crazy pace right now for touchdowns. Uh, Just really – he can do it all. And he was – as Rick and Morty comes on, he was underrated coming into the league, and he's just proved everyone wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks made the Super Bowl this year. Heard it here for me. But, uh, yeah, I got Russ at two. I'm a big Russ fan. Okay, my two to four probably could go in any order, but I'm still sticking with the order I put them in because I put them there for a reason. Uh, My three – no, two. Two is Kyler Murray. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, He is so fun to watch. So fast. Uh, He can throw. He's proven that he can throw. And he's got his wide receiver now. Um, yeah. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury, too. That It looks like that offense is clicking. It's a really fun team to watch. You never know when Kyler is going to scramble, fucking run, or evade some uh, tackles or some shit. I don't know. It's a really fun team to watch. He's crazy talented. Yeah. And then, obviously, he's number so, one. He's so funny to watch run. He is. He looks like a little fucking kid. Like, he looks like a little kid that stole candy and is running away from his mom. It's so funny, but, I mean, he's a crazy athlete, so he's fun to watch. I got him, and I have him at six. He'll be top five next year, easy for Who's me. your number one? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah? Mine, too. Fucking. <laughs> no, Kirk. I had Tannehill. Oh, yeah. yeah. I might as well take shots at both Travis and Howie. You know? <laughs> Just letting you know, both you guys aren't in the top ten. That wasn't on purpose. That was not on purpose, actually. Uh, but obviously Mahomes. We don't even have to talk about it. Mahomes is Mahomes. So yep. let's move to running backs. Who do you want the balls? <laughs> you want the balls? <laughs> Who do you want handling your balls? Whose hand do you want the ball in at the end of the game? Mahomes. Whose balls do you want <laughs> to be handed in? Whose balls do you want in your hands? <laughs> <laughs> Whose hand do you want on your balls? At the end of the game. At the end of the game. Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Running backs. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um. No? Shit, where are they? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, you do, if you put in Saquon oh, yeah. in there. I do have one honorable mention. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was in my top ten, but he was bumped out due to a late addition due to injury. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks uh, pretty good. It might be the system he's in, but uh, he's a shifty dude, so I'm going to put him there at uh, 11. I have a hard time putting rookies in, in the top ten. That's why Herbert at, was just out of it. At running back, though? Eh, fresh fair. Legs. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, just missing for me is Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, and Joe Mixon. Oh, shit, I forgot about Joe Mixon. <laughs> but ultimately at 10, I have Miles Sanders. I'm a big Miles Sanders fan. Shit, I thought you were going to say I had him low. Who I got him higher him? than you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm a big Miles Sanders fan. It's just the Eagles suck. <laughs> and... I don't think they know how to get their stars the ball. They just try to keep giving it to Carson Wentz, and he's fucking terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, petition, please start Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz is fucking terrible. But Miles Sanders at 10, I'm a big fan. I expect him to uh, climb the ranking here going into next year. Big Miles Sanders fan. Okay, number 10. Might shock some people, but I think it's justified. I've got Zeke. Uh, Almost falling out of the top 10. (coughs) Excuse me, y'all. Oh. <coughs> Overpaid. 
Yeah, overpaid. Probably shouldn't have paid him. Um, but hindsight's twenty twenty. I guess. He used to be, he was one of the, probably the top back in the league when they yeah. paid him. Um, but he's starting to look like, he, I don't even know if he's declining or if he's just fucking losing it this well, year. Well, he doesn't have the, the line's not as good and it shows and that hurts him. And then the deck injury when they were passing because their defense was so bad. I don't know what it he all is. It just looks yeah. rough. Like when uh, he's, yeah, the whole Cowboys team just looks rough right now. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I got Zeke at You know, they beat Minnesota last week. Oh, Travis. Uh, I got Aaron Jones at nine. I thought he was a kind of a one-year wonder almost last year. He's still kind of heavily touchdown dependent, and I will stick to that. He's, start, he's dropping off right now, but he has a lot of talent. I think if Green Bay gives him more opportunity, they try to keep running the ball, he can stay top 10. I don't think he'll climb the list personally, but I like you, Aaron Jones uh, at 9. You ever think he could just be good at scoring touchdowns, not touchdown dependent? I mean, maybe. They just put up a lot of points, and they they go to the same two guys, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. At number 9, I've got Miles Sanders. Um, that... That's only one point higher than mine. Yeah, well, it looks it looks higher because I have an eight on mine, but okay. numbers are off. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've got Miles Sanders at nine. Uh, might be partially because of the offense, just making everybody in Philly look terrible. But incredibly, still talented. Uh, he took the, the job last year and ran with it, pun intended. Um, <laughs> if he can stay healthy, I think he has a shot to uh, jump in the rankings. But as of now, he's number nine. At eight, I got Zeke. Not far off your ten. He just isn't impressive to me this year. I think they overpaid for him. I think Tony Pollard could probably put up the numbers he's putting up right now. I mean, DeMarco Murray went to Dallas and put up crazy numbers. No disrespect to him, but they've had a crazy good offensive line for years, and it's falling off, and Zeke's falling off, and it shows. I think they overpaid for him. I mean, it sucks because I like some running backs, but you should never overpay for them. You can do the same shit with a filling guy, obviously. So It sucks, too, because I'm on the side of pay pay your guys. Yeah, so am I. But Zeke, I'm just – I've never been that high on Zeke. I feel like he's was underrated in some eyes because everyone thought he was overrated and he led the league in rushing like two times in his first three years or whatever. But I am down on Zeke this year, so I'm, I have him at eight. Okay, at eight I have Aaron Jones. Uh, good at scoring touchdowns. Noted uh, touchdown score. Um, that the offense plays around him. Uh, they have a passing game, so he's able to run and all that shit. Um, he looks pretty good this year. I didn't expect a lot from him, even though I traded for him in fantasy, and then he went off, netted me Derrick Henry. That's a whole other story there. Uh, <laughs> that is my number eight, Aaron Jones. Seven. I got Saquon. Uh, he was really good as a rookie. He has all the talent that he has, but uh, New York didn't have a good line and didn't really use him that well. Had a shaky sophomore year, some injuries there, and then torn ACL. Um, I still think he's crazy good. That's why I'm keeping him seven. Feel bad for anyone that took him top three in fantasy. But um, Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. And I uh, hope he comes back healthy next year. Until he does, though, I'm keeping him at seven. Could kind of be a hot take, honestly. Yeah, my uh, seven, I have him a little higher than that. My my seven is Nick Chubb. Um, 
They ooh, okay. They could potentially have two top ten running backs, even though I left Kareem Hunt out of uh, also my honorable mention. But um, incredible running game there in Cleveland. They're finally learning their identity, and that's to run the ball. Um, Nick Chubb, even though runs out of bounds, ruins some people's uh, spread there. But uh, really good running back. The whole offense there centers around the running game, so he's a huge part of that. I really like uh, Nick Chubb there. Uh, at six, I got Josh Jacobs. Huge Josh Jacobs fan. I've been uh, high on him uh, after last year, all year this year. Uh, Bobby can attest to that. Huge Josh Jacobs fan over here. I got him at six. I couldn't quite put him over whoever I have at five. I actually changed it after writing it down. So I had Jacobs at five originally, but huge Josh Jacobs fan. I think a lot to come from him in the next few years or so. Uh, could, could rise the rankings. I don't know. The top five for me is fairly talented but yeah huge huge uh jacobs fan like i've been saying so i gotta have him at six at my six it was tough for me to leave him this low because i absolutely love him it is saquon barkley uh insanely talented every time he gets the ball you have a chance to score i think part of his struggles uh stem from being on the giants um i think you put him on another team He's he might be number one, but uh, so I've got him at six. Uh, I think he's gonna come back strong, be good again. At five, I got Nick Chubb. I'm a huge Nick Chubb fan as well. Uh, best running game in the league with him, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's just extremely talented. Has like five to six yards of carry. They just Cleveland. The fact that they're good is based upon uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They have the best running game in the league. So, they're the best backfield in the league, I should say. But, uh, high on Nick Chubb, just, I think he's like the top of tier two in running backs. So, that's why I'd, I'd put him around like uh, Chubb, Jacobs, Saquon, Zeke, in like tier two, and then like tier three, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders. But, I think Chubb's at the top of uh, tier two for me. At five, I've got Jacobs. Um, that, uh, I don't know, not much to say about him. He's really talented, runs the ball well, breaks tackles, all that shit. Um, the Vegas offense, does a good job of getting him the yeah, ball. The offense in Vegas there, um, stole my words. Sorry. They made a point to try to get him the ball more, and uh, it looks like they're doing it well. He's doing really well this year. Love Josh Jacobs. At number four, this is when the controversy almost starts, but we yes. actually have the same top four. Uh, number four. If you couldn't hear me, I would said Derrick Henry. That's at King Howie. Henry, baby. King Henry, I got him at four. It seems harsh, but it's just like personal preference. It's, I like the other three better. Yeah, it's uh I mean I absolutely love Derrick Henry. He And that's not a knock on terrifying. Yeah, not tackle. a knock at, at him at four, because there's like four very, very it's top just of the end running backs. My but pers yeah, like, personal preference. For for me, uh, I prefer um, a little bit more like shifty pass catching type of running back, like uh, like the three, the, yeah, like the three that the we three have ahead. <laughs> and since we have like the same four, I think we're just gonna, gonna kind of talk about them together here. Uh, three, Travis might not like this, but I got Delvin Cook. I've been saying this all year. 
I have, I have Dalvin Cook at third. He's um, on a tear lately, though. Yeah, absolutely tearing it up. Um, probably second in the league for Offensive Player of the Year for me. You're talking rankings last three weeks. Cook's probably number one. For fantasy or no, in general? No, just in, in general. I want Cook on my team on that hot streak he's on. That's fair. But I don't think... <sighs> that's so weird to say, though. Like you're gonna drop him two points just I'm based saying on that. He's on a on a fucking tear right okay, now. Okay, that's fair. But we're going preference in general to have on your team. Uh, so yeah, that's where we both have Dalvin Cook at two. We have Kamara. Um, saw a stat: first running back in NFL history to have 500 passing or receiving yards and rushing yards in his first four years. The dude is a fucking animal, touchdown machine as well. Loved having love having him in fantasy. Yep. There's no bias in this. I've said Camaro was better than Cook all year, too, so fuck off with that, Travis. And then uh, number one. So much. Sorry. You got some beef with Travis. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking Cook's better than Camaro, so you I just, have, kiss just had to give him some shit. But at number one, we both have uh, C-Mac. Win healthy, win playing. I don't think it's close that he's the best running back in the league. Correct. Uh, fucking, yeah. Nothing else to say. Yeah. He's crazy, crazy good. But uh, could it potentially with uh, Mike Davis going off, could that be a system thing? I mean, you could say that, but I think McCaffrey... I don't think that's it, but there is an argument to be made well, yeah. there. Well, a system as in they have a good offense that likes to spread the ball around, so ultimately yeah, they it breaks off the run. designed an entire offense around having McCaffrey. And it just so happened to benefit Davis, Yeah, I would say. McCaffrey is also my number one for a reason. Well, shit. Here we go to the real fun. There's no way we're going to have like similarities <laughs> here. Uh, wide receivers. Right outside the top ten, I got Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, and Tyler Lockett. There's probably a few guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods I didn't okay. mention. But at Why 10, are you off to a hot start? At 10, DK Metcalf. D- Whoa! I don't, think Whoa. Done, I don't think he's done enough quite yet. Um, obviously, dynamic one of the most physical players in the league, one of the fastest players in the league, one of the hardest to guard in the league. I'm not going to like be those guys that said he wasn't going to make it in the league because of his route running, but he's only really successful at like four to six routes. Obviously, he's dynamic. We all know that, and he's a fucking tank. I just need to see a little bit more from him. The drops are concerning, so I have DK at 10. Okay. Um, I just skipped it's the also his second mention. year. His second skip- year. Okay. I skipped the honorable mention. All together, <laughs> I've got Terry McLaurin at my number 10. He is, the man is absolutely going off in Washington with the quarterback carousel that they have. He is uh, insanely good. I really like him. I like Terry McLaurin. I think uh, get him a decent quarterback and he's just going to continue yeah. to go off. Uh, at nine, I have Calvin Ridley. Okay. okay. I, lo- I love Calvin Ridley. I'm not going to say I predicted his breakout, but I drafted him in fantasy, thinking he could he could do fun, nice things there. Touchdown machine. What? I'm saving my number nine so I can oh, get your okay. reaction here. Uh, touchdown machine, especially over Julio. But high on Calvin Ridley. I think him and Matt Ryan have a nice connection. I think he's going to climb this list as uh, years come. My number nine. Little... Uh... <laughs> a little bold here. I'm going Justin Jefferson. 
the rookie. Fucking top 10 in the league yes. as a rookie? He is. Top 10. Have you seen his numbers? Top 10. Have you seen his top fucking numbers? Top 10. You think he's better than Calvin Ridley right now? Potentially. No, you're saying you think yeah. he is. Yeah, Calvin Ridley scores a lot of touchdowns. You think he's better Justin. than Keenan Allen? Eh, probably. Keenan Allen was in, uh, he was going to be in my honorable mention, but I said fuck it. You think uh, Jefferson's better than Keenan Allen? Probably right now, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Personal preference. (laughs) Personal preference. Well, and, you know, you just can't leave that kind of guy out I'm a high, or I'm high on Justin Jefferson. I'm a big fan. I I thought he got slept on in the draft. He, him him. with Joe Burrow. I love everything about Justin Jefferson, but saying he's top ten right now, I think, is a stretch. But that's okay, your, that's your ranking. Personal preference. At eight, uh, Adam Thielen. I think he's the best receiver in Minnesota. Not a knock on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Not a knock on him whatsoever. I like Justin Jefferson. Sam is mad. But no, I have Adam Thielen there. Uh, touchdown machine. Uh, Kirk Cousins looks his way in the red zone every single time. Back to back weeks with one-handed touchdowns too. Yeah. I think Adam Thielen will outwork everyone. He'll take the hits. He'll do the dirty work, and he makes the big plays. I think he's slept on. He's the best. I agree. He do be the best white receiver in the league. Yeah. That's not even close. <laughs> um, for my number eight, I've got uh, Tyler Lockett. Okay. Second best wide receiver in uh, Seattle. Um, I would agree. I'd also, in terms of talent, yeah. I would also say he's underrated. I don't I think he. I don't think he gets enough love for what he does there. He's been around forever. It seems like um, Russell Russell Wilson's always looking his way. I mean, it, it's close there in Seattle, but I would. Uh, I'd say, I he's in my top ten. I have an honorable mention, so I mean, I'm not crazy picky on that. At seven, I have Stephon Diggs. Very talented, makes the okay. deep, uh, catches deep balls, second in the league in, in yards, first in catches and targets. Josh Allen finally got himself a big target, and the pass game blew up this year. Um, high on Stephon Diggs. I feel weird putting him over Thielen because I thought Thielen was better than him in Minnesota, but Diggs has taken a step forward in Buffalo. So, I mean, the numbers back it up. Stephon Diggs going off. At seven, I've got Adam Thielen. Okay. Uh, again, he's underrated. The guy's hands are fucking crazy. Big. Uh, he can catch anything within like fucking 15 feet of him. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Best wide receiver there in Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> At six, I got Keenan Allen. I've, I've, I've been a Keenan Allen fan for a long time. I love Keenan Allen too. Until Tyreek Hill broke out, Keenan Allen was in my top five, and I had said that for quite a while. I'm a huge Keenan Allen fan. I've always liked him. Um, him and Herbert together is just an absolute dynamic duo. Showed that against the Jets. Granted, it's the Jets, but still. I mean, the dude just continues to go off. Uh, he No one expected a lot from him this year because it was supposed to be Tyrod Taylor, but him and Herbert together are deadly. I've been on Keenan Allen's uh, side here. I've been a fan for a few years, and it continues to grow. So I like Keenan Allen. Okay. Uh, I have Mike Evans at six. I just realized I didn't have Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Wow. Very my honorable mentions. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow, Mike Evans all the way down to the honorable mentions, huh? Yeah. Well, um, it's a little too late. So. I heard of somebody who picked Godwin over him in fantasy, too. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans is number six when the guy is healthy. Unstoppable. 
Um, if you saw the play last weekend, it dragged like the entire uh, Rams. Was yesterday. Or, yeah, last weekend. <laughs> Monday's not weekend. Last weekend in football. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you saw the play. Pardon the interruption here. He dragged the entire Rams defense like seven yards into the end zone. It was fucking crazy. The guy was on a mission. That was uh, impressive. Yeah, he's crazy good. Uh, five, I have Tyreek Hill. Best deep threat in the league. Best speed in the league. He's becoming a better all-around wide receiver, which is scary. Him and Mahomes together. Just crazy, crazy dynamic duo, so he's got to be top five. I got DK Metcalf at five. Uh, taking a huge step forward this week. Best wide receiver in um, Seattle. Timeout. Are all these guys pushed back one because Tyreek Hill? Yes. So DK six. So all these guys are pushed back oh, one. Oh shit! All right. So he would have DK six, Evan seven, Thielen eight, Lockett nine, Jefferson ten, McLaurin first one out. Oh, uh, stupid brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so DK six. Yeah, DK six. Okay, that's a little bit better than ten and five. <laughs> Anything to say? No. Okay. Uh, hot take. Tweeted out a couple weeks ago. I got Michael Thomas four. I like what the three receivers ahead of him can do a little bit better. It, I mean, it hurts him that he missed time. He hasn't done much this year at all, except for I mean, he's had that he had that big hundred yard game with Taysom Hill. But I think they need a quarterback to push the ball for Michael Thomas to continue to succeed at the rate that he used to have. So I'm still personally a Michael Thomas fan. But in terms of talent and what receivers can do in the league, I have him at four. Uh, number one shit talker in the league, though. True, 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 true. Um, Devontae Parker got a. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. two. Yeah, I'm gonna do two here, uh, just so we can be back on the same uh, number. Because I'm an idiot. Uh, my number five, I have Michael Thomas. Guy, um Runs really good slant route. It's fucking crazy. Great slant route. Uh, I would have said differently probably a year ago, but like looking at his production over the past year, I would put him at five. Uh, he just doesn't look like uh, he's better than the guys I have ahead of him. Touche. Four. And four. Uh, just said it, too. I got Tyreek Hill. Uh, when he's on, he can burn anybody in the league. Um, it seems like every other week he's like having a crazy-ass game. It's almost like in Kansas City, one of their uh, their big guys on offense has a huge game, and it just alternates, and he's a huge part of that offense. Okay. At three, I have Julio Jones. I think it hurts him that he's struggled to score touchdowns, but Julio Jones is one of the most talented wide receivers I've ever seen play. He's uh, He was number one for quite a while for me. But over the last two years, I mean, he's aging, and it's obvious, but he still is extremely dynamic, can get the ball in, like, multiple ways, screens, slants, posts, go routes, you know, he can do it all. So I got Julio Jones at three. Uh, He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yes, I think we have the same rankings from here on out. I have Julio Jones as well. The talent is insane. Um, He's, ever since, like, college he's been a uh oh yeah just uh like freak athlete and you can tell it on the field he changes entire defensive game plans uh and when you can have a receiver oh shit we hit two two hours oh hell yeah when you can have a receiver who changes the whole defense's plan for the game that's somebody that you want on your team 
And then at two, we both have Adams, absolute stud with Rodgers. One of the best. He's the best at scoring touchdowns in the league, especially in the red zone. Dude's an absolute stud. Uh, best route runner in the league, I'd say. Yeah, he's. Um, uh, it seems like he catches everything that comes his way. Yeah. And uh, the match, they're the matchup uh, with Rodgers seems like a match made in heaven. They are constantly um, scoring points and making defenses look silly. He puts up crazy numbers and misses. He always misses like two or three games a year. And he still puts yeah, up crazy he still numbers. still like leads yeah. in shit. And then one, we have Hop, D-Hop. Yep. Personally think he's just the most talented receiver in the league, catches everything his way. Yep. I mean, Hail Mary. I don't think it's really close. He's been my personal one for the last couple of years now. Yeah, same with me. Cool. I think we're going to kind of fly through the tight ends because it's not as really controversial. They're not as fun anyway. Uh, honorable mentions, I got Gasicki and Cook at 10. Personal preference here, I got Noah Fant. Okay. My honorable mentions. Do you mentions. want me to go through all of mine? Yeah. I'm okay. Do that. Let's just do that. It's a little bit faster. Uh, nine, I got Gronk. Not quite the same who he was, but still talented. Uh, eight, Hayden Hurst. I think in the right system, he can absolutely go off. I think he can uh, take a step forward next year. Seven, Hunter Henry. I really like Hunter Henry, but I don't think he's as dynamic as the next six. Which uh, leads me to T.J. Hawkinson. I think Detroit found their tight end for years to come there with T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, he can block, he can catch, he can run after the catch. I think he's an all-around stud. Number five, maybe controversial, Johnny Smith. Probably the most athletic or one of the most athletic tight ends. I'm high on Johnny Smith. I really like Johnny Smith. I was wondering uh, if he was going to be in there. Oh, yeah, top five for me. Uh, number four, Mark Andrews. I think he took a step back from three to four after this year, especially with the higher emergence of who I have at three. I got Mark Andrews at four, even though he's on the Ravens. Got to do it. Uh, Darren Waller at three. Huge Darren Waller fan, but you can't put him ahead of Kittle and Kelsey at two and one. Okay. Which reminds me now, I didn't put a single stealer in either of these, in any of these, and it hurts, but I think they're just uh, more... Friendly offense. We did a defense Not one. Not All be oh, at yeah. the top. True. Um, my honorable mentions are. I gotta find it here. I've got Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, and Hayden Hurst in my just outside of the top ten. And at number ten, I've got Gesicki. Um, that's just off of um, like profile. I want to say like he uh, he profiles as a like pass catching. Um, offensive beast, uh, and if, if they can put it together there with Tua, I really like Kasiki. Yeah, so do I. Um, and then number nine, I've got Gronkowski. Looks like he's starting to get back into NFL shape. Uh, kind of putting it together, scoring some touchdowns. Holy okay. shit, I forgot Zach Ertz. Uh-huh. I That's even okay. said it too. That's okay. He's been ass this year. Um, and then I've got at number eight, I've got Johnu Smith. Like Sam said, really athletic. He, lo- he loves making me money on touchdown scores. And then uh, seven, TJ Hawkinson um, speaks for itself. He, uh, uh, Detroit, really, I mean, they, they have a guy there. He, uh, he's fucking huge, likes to make catches, consistent. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's the guy there. And then six, I have Ertz, uh, really kind of having an off year. Um, My ball's at Ertz. Is he hurt? Yeah, he's hurt right now. I want to say Okay, yeah, I was going to say. I haven't seen him in a little bit. Um, and then five, Hunter Henry. Um, speaks for itself. Talented, not 
quite into the tier of the next guys I'm going to go through here. You got Mark Andrews, four. Darren Waller. And then uh, Darren Waller, like Sam said, he uh, that is Gruden's guy. They, oh, hell yeah. He picked him up, and they're building an offense around him, which is fucking weird to say because they have uh, Josh Jacobs. But I'd say Waller is uh, almost as big of a piece of that offense as Jacobs is. I would agree. Um, and then I've got Kittle and then Kelsey. That's close. Uh, Kittle is fucking insane. I want to put him at number one, but Kelsey... Uh, insane pass catcher and run after catch is just that you can't not uh, have him at number one. I agree. Okay. Well, this gets uh, gets us getting to the last kind of portion of our long Thanksgiving episode. The picks, the picks, the touchdown scores, and the last parlay. Um, noted that the touchdown scores are only for Thanksgiving games because uh, they have not been put out with the odds. For the uh, Sunday and Monday game, but so stay tuned to the Twitter for that. But we will have touchdown scores for Thanksgiving games. We, like we said, we'll be tweeting out picks throughout the week. So stay tuned for the later in the week picks, all the way from Thursday to Monday. So stay tuned for that. Um, we each picked a touchdown score from each team too. Yes, just so you know. But starting with the picks, our record last week, uh, we both went seven and six against the spread. I'm 34-31-1. He's 38-27-1. I don't know the exact record of straight up, but I'm 41-25, and and he's 37-29. and So kind of uh, offsets there. He's four ahead on the spread. I'm four ahead straight up. And then on locks, I'm 8-8, eight and eight and he's 7-10. and 10. He did an extra lock last week that I didn't do. Okay. So fairly close. Uh, but uh, first game. What up? Houston and Detroit. Houston's favored by three. I have a take, or not a take, I have a pick here that's contingent on uh, Kenny Galladay playing. Okay. I've got Detroit plus three and Houston winning if Galladay doesn't play. If Galladay plays, Detroit wins. Regardless of Houston minus three. Okay. Because I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to play either. I think it's too quick for a turnaround for his concussion. So, I think Swift will be out. I kind of feel like Galladay's is, almost uh, holding out. He could be. Swift's odds are listed on uh, touchdown scores. Yeah, but he's still clutch. He didn't practice um, on Monday. Let's see if he practiced today. Because I have him in fantasy. I had to bench him last week. Um, with no Galladay. Let's see what uh, ESPN Fantasy has to say. Okay. Oh, shit. They're both kind of projected to play and listed as questionable. Swift, limited participant on Tuesday, which is still scary. And Galladay did not practice. Galladay trending in the wrong direction with two days left. Um, Amendola might play, though. Let's see if they say Swift is tending in the right direction. He needs to be cleared by an independent neurologist before, which will probably have to be tomorrow. My gut tells me neither of them play. But regardless, I'm taking uh, Houston minus three. If neither of them play, I've got Houston minus three as well. Those are two huge pieces to their offense. Stay tuned for the Twitter for a change there for Bobby. Yep. Uh, second game of the day on Thanksgiving, Washington and Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. 
Uh, after watching Dallas beat Minnesota, forgetting they had Andy, Andy Dalton and uh, those receivers, I think, da- yeah, I think Dallas wins that game. I, just, I think they're more talented than Washington. Um, I have the same thing because it's Thanksgiving and it's Dallas. Uh, family's going to be cussing at the TV watching Dallas win. <laughs> um, I've got Dallas winning and covering. Uh, the third game, one of my the games that I will be sure to watch, uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers plays Baltimore. The line has jumped up to Steelers minus five. So I think Baltimore covers, but I think the Steelers win. I have Baltimore winning this game. I wouldn't be shocked. I figured they would split, but I think it's a big prove-it game uh, for Baltimore. They want to stay in the hunt, and uh, they want to prove that they're relevant. I think this is Pittsburgh's first loss, and I almost think it's a good thing for Pittsburgh because if you beat Baltimore uh, twice in the regular season and you play them again in the playoffs, that's extremely tough, and the pressure going into the playoffs undefeated is – crazy the Ravens have to make the playoffs yeah they're outside the playoffs right right now I don't know I think Baltimore's on the decline right now Lamar Jackson does not play well against Pittsburgh but Baltimore outplayed Pittsburgh last uh, last game and the Steelers snuck away with the win I think the Steelers played better I'm probably gonna end up being wrong I picked Baltimore to win that last game and I'm picking this I'm riding with the Steelers yeah we're going opposite (laughs) Uh, next we got Arizona minus two Against New England, this is on Sunday. I'm taking Arizona minus two all the way. I do as well. I've got Arizona minus two. Easy enough. Uh, Carolina, Minnesota. Minnesota favored by four. I think Carolina covers, but Minnesota wins. Um, I didn't make a pick here. I, uh, I didn't circle. I've got Carolina covering. I didn't circle one. Um, I'm going to say Minnesota wins that. Uh, just a better team. But Carolina covers. I think Dalvin Cook kind of goes as another Dalvin Cook game. Yeah. We got uh, Cleveland and Jacksonville. Cleveland favored by six and a half. I'm taking Cleveland there. I also, Jacksonville sucks. I also have Cleveland. I told Sam last week I don't like to bet on Cleveland because I still have it stuck in my brain that they're the Browns, but starting to learn that they might actually be good this year. <laughs> oh, we got Chargers and Buffalo. This could be the potential upset of the week. I have the Chargers covering plus five and a half, but Buffalo winning. I have the exact same thing. Uh, We've pretty Buffalo, much been on the same page here. Yeah, Buffalo pulls out a close one here. Chargers lose by one in Chargers fashion. Or uh, maybe not one, but yeah. less than five and a half. Uh, another potential upset, a little bit closer. Vegas and Atlanta. Vegas favored by three. I'm taking Vegas there. I'd like it a lot more if it was two and a half, but I think they win uh, kind of a closer game, but they ultimately come out on top. I got Vegas here as well, covering. Um, they looked really good against the Chiefs. I think they're going to... Uh, they need this win yeah, to they're make gonna, the playoffs to, to continue to... Yep, that's exactly yeah. uh, what I'm thinking here. Uh, we got Miami, minus seven against the Jets. Something tells me they have a bounce back and they win by double digits. Yep, it's the Jets. <laughs> it might be Sam Darnold playing too. I've got Miami covering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. Uh... Giants minus five and a half against the Joe Burrowless Bengals. I'm taking the Giants. I think that's disgusting that I'm taking the Giants minus five and a half this late to the year. But that's fucking crazy. They're a five and a half point favorite. But the the way the Bengals looked after Burrow went out, there's no way I can bet on that team. So I've got Giants covering. Goddamn. 
We have a lot of similar picks. All right. Uh, Tennessee and Indy. That'll be a fun game. Indy favored by three and a half. I took Tennessee last time they played. I'm taking Tennessee again. I'm taking Tennessee money line, and obviously they cover. Okay. I got Tennessee covering Indy winning um, in similar fashion to against Green Bay. I think Indy wins by like three or something. I think if Tennessee thinks they're going to make the playoffs, they need to win this game. So. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, we got New Orleans and Denver. New Orleans favored by six. I'm taking New Orleans. I struggled with this one, um, but I am going to say New Orleans wins and covers. Um, I wanted to say since it's at Denver, they would have a, um, a home field advantage and they'd keep it close, but I think last weekend was just a fluke and New Orleans covers. Yeah, their defense is going to get after Drew Locke. Good corners, good secondary, good bat linebackers. Taysom Hill just offers something that Drew Brees hasn't as of late. So I think the Saints win by at least a touchdown. Uh, we got Sam Fran and L.A. Rams. Rams favored by seven. I think the 49ers keep it close, but the Rams win. I've got the Rams covering Okay. and winning, obviously. That can be kind of a... Shake up there, see if we can mix up the standings with that. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest game of the week, Kansas City minus 3.5 against Tampa. I got Kansas City minus 3.5. Me as well. I think uh, that, Kansas City I think, just I mean, they're team. just a better team. Yeah, they're more consistent. Hey. <laughs> what? We happen to agree. We don't agree this much, so it's weird. Uh, we have Chicago and Green Bay. Green Bay, that's the Sunday night game. Green Bay favored by 8.5. I think Chicago somehow keeps it close in like a dirty game, maybe a late score, but Green Bay wins. I've got the same thing, but watch out for a Chicago upset here. Uh, this seems like a game that Chicago could potentially win, like in a dirty game. Uh, probably low scoring because Chicago, no way Chicago wins if they don't put up points. <laughs> I think Green Bay has to win this game. That's fair. To kind of get back eh. on track. I don't think it's a must win, but it would certainly help a lot. Um, but I think they're said, the better team. I don't think Chicago's offense can put up enough points. I kind of. Yeah, that's that's fair. I've got them covering the eight and a half though. Same. And then Monday night, Seattle minus five and a half against Philly. I have Seattle. I think they win by at least ten. Really? Yep. I've got Philly because uh, I didn't learn last weekend, and I never learned from my mistakes. I got Philly covering five and a half. Seattle winning this one in um, an ugly-ass defensive game. Um, maybe not. That might have been an overreaction. But Seattle wins this one close, I think. Yeah, I think Seattle wins big. Philly's absolutely disgusting. Carson Wentz fucking sucks. Uh, we got our touchdown scores and then a parlay from both of us, and then that wraps up our long Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. If you're still here, shout the hell out to you. But this is when, like... This is when the shit gets good, so I hope you stayed all the way through for NFL parts here. Uh, touchdown score. This is only on Thursday. Stay tuned for Sunday, maybe even Monday. Uh, we have we each have a player from uh, each team. So I haven't the, seen Sam's yet either. I don't know. We're probably going to have all the same ones. So from the Texans, I have Will Fuller at plus 130. Okay. Um, from the Texans, I have Kiki Kuti at <laughs> plus 300. Uh, if you he like, sco- he, he scored last week. Yeah, if you like Kenny Stills, same odds plus three hundred. But I just went, I picked uh, Kiki Kuti here. Personal preference. Yep. Oh well. Uh, for the Lions, this is if Swift doesn't play, and it's looking like he's not gonna carry on Johnson. 
Oh, plus one sixty-five. I like that. Plus one sixty-five. I didn't uh, think about it like that. I've got Hawkinson from the Lions at plus one forty-five. Not far off. Yeah, I love picking tight ends to score. Uh, For the Washington football team, I have tight end Logan Thomas at plus two fifty. I think Alex Smith looks his way, especially in the red zone. And that's probably going to be an ugly, uh, ugly ass game against Dallas. So. I think Alex Smith finds Logan Thomas in the red zone. And okay, um, I can't say I like that one, but uh, <laughs> that's a uh, solid pick there. I got Terry McLaurin scoring at plus one thirty-five for the Washington Football Team. Fair. I think if anybody's going to score, it's going to be him or maybe uh, Antonio Gibson. But true, um, that's my pick. For Dallas, I got t- uh, Tony Pollard, plus 300. I have the same one. I hey. thought I was a genius. For so that. did I. Uh, I think they're going to have at least one passing touchdown. But Tony Pollard seems to like, have fresh legs and make weird-ass plays. Yeah, this and feels I'd, like a... I'm not high on Zeke, really. So it feels like a game Pollard's going to yeah. score. So, I mean, Pollard, plus 300, those are some nice odds. Okay. Uh, your, uh... Baltimore, Willie Sneed, plus 425. Oh, I like that one, too. Uh, didn't quite have the nuts to put a 425 out there, uh, but I do like that. I what's that say? 150. I got Gus Edwards at 150 with both Baltimore's yeah, running Dobbins backs. Yeah, Dobbins and uh, Ingram have yes, COVID. Yes, both of their running backs tested positive for COVID, or at least they're on the list. Uh, I've got yeah, Gus they tested positive. Oh, they have tested positive. Uh, also noted. If Baltimore has any more cases tomorrow, that game on Thursday is probably going to get pushed to Sunday. Don't ruin my Thanksgiving night football. Yeah. God. I really hope it doesn't. But if, if there's an, any other positive tests, it probably gets pushed back to Sunday or Monday or just later in the year. So heads up on that. Just so everyone's aware. But you have who, Gus Edwards? Yeah. Yep, Gus Edwards. No uh, Dobbins, no Ingram. So I like that. And then for the Steelers, this is my easiest pick for touchdown score in terms of odds. I have James Conner. I think it'll be kind of like an uglier game. Red zone score inside the five. He gets a touchdown there. I've got Eric Ebron at plus 240 scoring for uh, the Steelers. Uh, Feels like a a tight end scoring kind of game. (laughs) I like that. My only concern is Patrick Queen might be guarding him. I don't know. Yeah. Eric Ebron is athletic enough, though. But that highlights our Thursday touchdown scores. What's our game of the week? We disagree on anything? uh, Seattle and Philly. Seattle and Philly. Tennessee, Indy. I think that's more fun. I got Tennessee plus three and a half. Okay. I got Indy. But you got Indy. (laughs) You got Indy. Uh, Okay, we can't do that. Um... Uh, What's uh? We agree on about, everything. How about Pittsburgh? Okay, yeah, Pittsburgh and Baltimore play. I got Pittsburgh. The line jumped. No, because I got Baltimore covering. Shit! <laughs> it looks like Seattle and Philly. Okay. I got Seattle. Or yeah, Seattle minus really five and a half. Really doubling down on Philly here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, or we both have a. How about that one? Oh, we could do that. You know, fuck it. Seattle, Philly. We'll okay. do a. Is that the Monday night game? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of fun here on Monday night. Oh, sweet. All right, we both have a parlay, and then we're going to wrap it up. Almost at two and a half hours here. Um, this is my one parlay that I'm giving out. It's plus 868. 
Uh, I have Houston plus seven and a half, even though I think they're going to win. I'm playing it a little more safe. I need to get me a win here. Uh, Dallas plus four and a half. Same thing, even though I think they're going to win, but I could see maybe like a 24-20. So I bought that half point there. Uh, Pittsburgh plus five and a half in case Baltimore comes out and wins. Uh, Cleveland minus two and a half. Jacksonville is bad, so I'm giving myself the field goal. Cleveland's offense isn't putting up points, but they're running out the clock and Nick Chubb's getting it done. So <coughs> Cleveland minus two and a half. You can even switch that to plus two and a half. The odds would probably drop to around like 750 or so, but still 750. Tennessee plus seven and a half. You'll catch the trend that I'm buying a lot of points because I need to get on a hot streak here. Yep. New Orleans plus four and a half. Kansas City minus two and a half. Okay. I think that's kind of like the ballsy pick there. Kansas City winning by a field goal on Tampa Bay, and then Green Bay money line, and that's plus eight sixty eight. Okay, I like that. As for mine, I have plus six one nine. Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> uh, oh, I lost it. I got Pittsburgh Steelers plus seven and a half because if they lose, I don't see them losing by a lot. Uh, so buy yourself some points there. Texans plus eight and a half. Cowboys plus seven and a half. Cleveland Browns money line, Dolphins money line, um, Raiders plus four and a half, Rams plus three and a half. Buy yourself some points there because San Francisco Rams can get kind of uh, ugly sometimes. The Chiefs plus three and a half, just in case, and then the Bills plus six and a half. That is plus six hundred nineteen. A little safer pick there. Still bet a hundred. Pick up seven hundred nineteen dollars. Some of these games are on Thursdays, so if you're going to yep. hit the, the dual parlay, make sure you get that in. But, uh, shit. We hit on a lot of stuff. We're hitting on two and a half hours here. This was a lot of fun for us. It was. Uh, it's not going to be a weekly occurrence because we're kind of like breaking it down into two episodes. Uh, we're doing this because uh, it's Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. We're not going to push out another episode this week. Go so eat expect, some green bean yeah, casserole. Get your mashed potatoes. Spend time with the fam if you're having kind of an in-house Thanksgiving. Um, stay safe. But, yeah, stay safe. Have a good, happy Thanksgiving. But, yeah, we wanted to kind of do something fun for this. Make sure we can get out an episode, especially with games on Thursday. So, I mean, yeah, we hit on college, talked some fun Thanksgiving. Went on uh, NFL there. That wraps up everything we had to say for this week in football. Stay tuned to our Twitter, at Alt, from Thursday to Monday with updated picks, uh, especially more touchdown scores going into Sunday and Monday. Yep. So uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, I hope you did because the bulk of our good picks were in the last 30 minutes here. Yep. So I, ho- I hope you all made it this far. If you made it through the whole episode, tweet at us, and uh, we'll say good job. Yeah. Yeah, we'll tell props, you a good job. Props to you guys. Props if you made not it two and a half hours in. We appreciate you guys. Not going to give you anything. Right I expect <laughs> like two or three of you. I'm saying Jake Bowen, my boy, Jakey Boo, yep. uh, Howie, I think you make it through, and maybe Travis. That's about it. I don't know if anyone else is going to make it two and a half hours. No, no faith. I don't know, man. Two and a half hours is a long time, but thank it's you all so much. a fun episode. This was fun. We had a lot of fun doing this. A lot of uh, preparation went into this. We've work hard on this especially the other rankings so thank you all for the all the support thank you all for listening this was a lot of fun this week last time i'm saying it happy thanksgiving healthy thanksgiving anything else from you no nothing else winners only winners only baby peace out y'all thank you all see you